Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Film yourself watching for this reason why your wife is watching you. Going, yeah. Wait, what do you evaluate? Well, honey, look at his... Look at his butt in this spandex. <laughs> Here you go. And she goes, I already saw. Uh, yeah, we'll have I've my been kids. Looking. We'll have my kids film that. Yeah. Uh, good, good idea. <laughs> yo, 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 mofos. That's right. It's Monday. What's up? It's post-podcast taping. And that's right. Man, did we watch a lot of legs and butts this weekend. <laughs> I certainly did. Yeah. It started for me last week in Indy when I got to see some of these in person. So I was uh, being that guy, checking out thighs and quads and hamstrings and butts. But what's up, everybody? Chris Sims here. Chris Sims on button. Ahmed Farid is here in the building off a long weekend of work. He was calling horses or yeah. he was uh, hosting a Oof. studio show, horse racing on Saturday, wearing his peacock hoodie. I know. I do not have one. Um, nobody's I don't even know where I one. got this yeah, from. You're a company guy. They always seem I to give a, you the stuff. I am <laughs> a company guy. They always, you always seem to have all <laughs> the good gear. They go, I'm going to wear it. Yeah, he's he's a company guy. He definitely is. And he's wearing his red pants, so it's yeah. a special day. But we got plenty to talk about. we got some relevant news right now. we got the combine stuff we're going to unpack. We've got our man Connor Rogers. Oh, my gosh. What up? Yeah, let's clap it up clap for Clap it up for Connor. Yeah, we go way back. Uh, like four flats in a Cadillac back to my days of Bleacher Report. I mean, this guy, Connor Rogers, he was just like some like jacked, like nerdy kid who liked football sitting in front of a computer. <laughs> now he's now he's the head of the draft universe world, and yeah. uh, it's going to be fun today. He's got a great feel for the game. We're going to pick his brain a little bit. Oh, it's so great. So you have a history with Connor, yep. and he has been working a little bit here with Matthew Barry on right. some of the fantasy stuff and was at the Combine with you. Uh, and, yeah, was back at Bleacher Report, but has been following these prospects in the draft and for, for many, many years and has a wealth of knowledge. And so I think, you know, throughout this draft season, I think we're going to have Connor. I don't know what his contract says, if he has days or whatever but we're, we're gonna, gonna lean on we're gonna lean on oh we're gonna, we're lean, gonna on. lean on no doubt and especially right now i'm excited to talk to him today because i'm really today is my first day i'm really gonna start diving into the draft yeah right i like i told you last week i got a feel for the quarterbacks i've watched some base level stuff just so like last week if i saw them or did interviews i could talk to it a little bit but nowhere near ready to rank or dissect these guys a little bit. And uh, I know Connor's way farther down the road in those conversations, so I want to ask him about some of these freak shows that we saw over the weekend and you know what their, what their possibilities are in the NFL. So one thing, and we're going to talk mostly Combine in this one yeah. after we go through the big news, but yeah. I just want off the top here. Was there anything at the Combine that kind of jumped out at you, a player? You talked to a lot of the edge guys because you were there right. when they were working out. Yep. Um, you talked to Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, 
couple of the top edge guys out there. Uh, I, I don't know, it, not even with the edge guys. Was there anything that just kind of stuck out to you about being at the combine? Um, I, I think the 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 edge guys were impressive. Yeah, it was a room full of like, whoa, who's that guy? Ooh, oh, that's him. Wow. Okay. I mean, you know, I think that was the thing that probably jumped out to me. I mean, especially the kid from Texas Tech, right? Mm. Uh, Tyree, Tyree Wilson. Wilson yeah. Tyree Wilson. You know, when, when I saw him, I actually saw Connor Rogers, and I was like, man, that reminded me of, like, Simeon Rice back in the day, if you remember Simeon Rice. He's mm. one of the all-time great pass rushers in football. But that type of body, and then has a thickness that even Simeon Rice did not have. But, yeah, some of the specimens of the body I saw at the Demons Align position is what was, I think, the most impressive thing. Yeah. You know, after that, hey, the Combine's always just a good – Get a feel for what's going on in the league, what some people are thinking. It is a little different without the, some of the coaches there. There's not as many coaches. You do notice that. It is, you know, just personnel, front office people pretty much for the most part now. And, yeah. you know, coaches are dwindling away slowly but surely. Uh, but still, you know, it's a good experience and it's just good to see a few of those guys. But yeah, I didn't get to see the quarterbacks in person, which kind of was annoying. I got to see a few other guys in person, other position groups, some of the tight ends, some of that. But yeah, it wasn't uh, the normal year because of the schedule. So I feel like I didn't get to see as many people as usual. I was struck by how many head coaches and people in the front office you did talk to. Though, yeah, on the we days got them that all for there. the most part. You really did. We did. Right. And part of me, you know, we talked about this before. Uh, is the valuable for the coaches to be there? McVay hasn't been there. Lafleur this year not yeah, there. Right, and I kind of see what they're saying, and they got more important work to do. And you can watch it on TV, like a lot of other people do. But at the same time, when I saw you interviewing all those people, and everyone was in the same spot yeah. at the same time, right. I was like, that is kind of cool too. And maybe we lose a little bit of that if some of these coaches do. don't want to show up. And and if they don't want to show up, I mean, I I don't blame them. They have to sit down with you and you and Mike and talk <laughs> well, for gotta, 15, 20 they, minutes. They got to they got to think that through. Well, is it really worth? Is the risk reward there? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's what they got to figure out. But I, I would expect this to be continue a continuing trend here. Uh-huh. I, I think what people are, are realizing is, you know, one, the, the combine still is extremely an effective tool. Nobody's saying for the combine to go away. All we're talking about is it's just not vital for coaches. And especially the ones who are not making final roster decisions for them to be there. They can get supplied with all the information in three weeks from now when they're a little further down the road than free agency and now they start to dive into the draft. You know, they're going to get the medical reports. They got all the camera angles to watch the workouts. But what about Dan Campbell, who says that he did like 30 interviews or whatever, and that was the important thing for them. Looking the guys in the eyes, talking about them. How much do you love football? You hear a lot of the GMs say that. That is great importance, and you're not going to be able to make up for some of that. You're right. Because you're going to get to visit more guys at once when you're at the combine. Yeah. Now, the guys you're interested in, you're going to have them in for probably a pre-draft visit to your facility anyways, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to get to meet and talk to that guy and look at him in person. But yeah, Dan Campbell, he's going to seen more and got a little bit more of a feel. But also, you know, a good front office guy, Bill Belichick, McVay, whatever, Shanahan, guys that weren't there. They're going to lean on their experts in that department. Not only, and they're also going to have the 
the the interview on film, right? So there's nothing they won't be able to see. Yeah. And then maybe nuance you might miss a little bit as compared to on camera and in person. You know, hey, one scout, hey, coach, I know they're both, you know, 6'3", 210, but this guy, if you saw him in person, it's a bigger 6'3", and 210. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's high-cut waist, and he's got long legs and broad shoulders. This guy over here was a little bit shorter legs, and, you know, heavy in the middle of his body with shorter limbs, right? So there's differences in how those are made, and those are, yeah, those are things that you'll miss out on. But, you know, ultimately, if you're really interested in the guy, he's going to come into your building anyways, you'll have a pre-draft visit, and ultimately, you're going to lean on people and have enough there for you. The Combine is still an extremely effective tool to gather information and gauge where people are, whether that's confirm what you saw on film or, ooh, wait, you know, ooh, this guy's got a little more than what I thought he did. You know, in college, they use him like this. And now that I see him on the, the field and see, like, how explosive and strong he is, you know, it starts to – you expand your – your your canvas on oh things he can do right mm-hmm. you know yeah in college they had him playing five technique but now I see him out here in some of these drills in the forty and the bench press and I go well shit he can play outside linebacker and drop into coverage and whoa look at his three cone drill he's got real hips and can plant his foot in the ground and cut and do yeah. all that right so there's real tangible evidence that carries over to the football player let alone can raise some red flags if you are like ooh I really like this guy in film but you know there's something missing i'm not sure exactly what it is and sometimes a drill at the combine can expose that yeah. and then you go oh that's what it is there is there's a hip tightness to this guy he can't he's got his hips are tight or whatever it may be and man that's that that's the beauty of the combine let alone the me- medical and all that being in one place has right. great value instead of every guy going to a city and having a doctor 32 doctors pull on your knee you're gonna have a fucking sore knee before the draft gets yeah, here still so, might do that so there's value and there then you, you learn all that and then you draft him and then you go oh crap. oh man we screwed we- up our sixth <laughs> rounder is better than our first rounder fuck we, we messed this whole thing up <laughs> turns out we were wrong uh, and all that stuff so yeah. we'll get through all the combine what we learn what we think we know at this point but let's start with some uh, of the news that's out there some of the looming franchise tags for some of these boom, guys boom, boom. but it looks like the quarterback carousel yeah maybe at least the first uh, the first horse the first pony yeah. in that carousel right. is landing yeah if that's a thing that carousels do and ponies do Ooh, it's, i like it it's kind of a simsism you kind of like <laughs> combined like three things there and made it work i started like it. going i didn't know where i was going all right we need this we need the sound i think <laughs> breaking news <laughs> multiple reports out there the Saints are closing in on a deal Whoa. with quarterback Whoa. Derek Carr. We'll give some credit to Mike Garofalo for the NFL Network, but I think it's uh, multiple reports out there. It seems as though the landing spot for Derek Carr is not going to be the New York Jets. It is going to be the New Orleans Saints. Your instant reaction. Oh Well, it, it, it fits. It does. You know, I think with the system they run down there, it's a West Coast offense that he's going to be very familiar with, right? I think their team, as we kind of discussed, I think at the end of the year, is a little bit more ready to win than maybe we even get a credit for. You know, I don't know how many more years this team has a shelf life of, but you know, we talked about defensive front sevens getting a little older. Their O line, they've kind of refurbished a few young bodies in there. 
Um, still getting up there. Alvin Kamara, of course, where he's at in his career. It's, you know, we're t- starting to downward slope. But still, where you look at it and go, wait, it's still a good defense. They still got Marshawn Lattimore. They still got Demario Davis. Cam Jordan's still really good. They're still good at stopping the run, right? You know, you know, Honey Badger, he's not what he once was, but he's still solid, right? There's So there's some things there. You look at it and go, wait, okay. And then offensively, you know, we hit on the offensive line. Yeah, there's Alvin Kamara. Uh, you g- talk about the receiver conversation, and you go, okay, wait, Chris Olavi. I don't know what will happen with Michael Thomas. Yeah. We'll see where that goes. But either way, I think they're at a team that's going, wait, wait, wait the NFC South is up for grabs. Well, and we can, too. Yeah. Right? Well, we, we can do this. You give us Derek Carr. We're, we're, in fact, we might be the fucking guys in the leader house with Derek Carr, quarterback, I mean, realistically. So, you know, I think it makes a lot of sense for them. I understand Derek Carr, too. I'm a little surprised by the hastiness of the decision. You know, I I didn't think it would happen right now. Hmm. You know, I, and and again, teams like Carolina were thinking about them. The Jets, of course, are thinking about them. You know, what happened there? Are they still waiting for Aaron Rodgers? And he just said, "Screwed. I don't want to deal with it." Is the New York media? What was it? I don't know. I, I have no answers for you there. But I think it's intriguing. You know, the other thing that I'll just throw out there: the money he was going to get. It was one of the things that I brought up, like. Is he sure he wanted to be released by the Raiders? Is he sure he doesn't want to just get traded? Is he guaranteed he's going to make the same money, right? You know, And I think he is finding that out, if I had to read between the lines, that the money for him in the market is maybe not as big as he thought it was going to be. Hmm. Um, so you know, there's some interesting things there nonetheless. But now you look at, yeah, I look at the other teams. Good for the Saints. They got their situation sold. All right, they got that. But now the Jets, you go, ooh, well, what, what are they going to do? And what are they fucking going to do if they don't get Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. That's where we go. We're going to go into what? Jimmy Garoppolo world and those type of players? That's Baker Mayfield? I don't, I don't know. You know, that's interesting. And then here's my other wrinkle or at least ripple effect off of this. Ooh, motherfucker. Quarterbacks are going to become more available in the top 10. I mean, you know, again, think about a team like Carolina who's maybe going. Well, if we get Derek Carr and we're here at nine, okay, then we don't have to worry about, you know, we could be left out of the quarterback conversation at number nine, right? Right now, if I'm the Raiders at seven or Atlanta at eight or Carolina at nine and you want a quarterback, I'd be going, "Uh uh-oh, three could be gone by the time we pick. And then, and, then, and then if Anthony Richardson's not your cup of tea as far as, like, we want to run that type of offense and me quarterback design runs and all that – you know, that that's a premium now because mm-hmm. we know who the three best pocket-passing quarterbacks are in the draft, right? So that's where I look at it and go, oh, no, now here's another option for, you know, that's off the board, especially for Carolina. Yeah. Atlanta, I don't think, was going to go there anyways. But now... You know, it puts them more in the box of you got to think of what you want to do in the draft, the quarterback position. Well, we're going to know. Too. Yeah. These teams are going to know, right? Because someone is going to sign Jimmy Garoppolo, and they're probably going to be saying, heading into the draft, we're okay with starting Jimmy Garoppolo if that's the way it plays out. Right. You know, we don't need a quarterback. We don't want to tip our hand. I mean, yeah, I, but th- that's where I, you know, okay, but th- let's let's flush that out a little bit. Okay. Right? You talk about we, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Are the Colts going to do that again? Are they going to mm-hmm. go to the, another, hey, let's bring in the old quarterback that the old team didn't want and and play that game, right? I, I have a hard time thinking they're going to do that. They're picking at four, so they're in a pretty good spot for the quarterback yeah. draft, right? Yeah. You know, the uh, who was the other team I was going to bring into that? Carolina Panthers. 
kind of the same thing. I mean, they've been doing that the last few years. It hasn't worked out. Sam Darnold, Teddy Bridgewater, and now Frank Reich from the team we just talked about. And he's like, fuck, I just got fired because I went that formula. Mm-hmm. Right? Is he going to really want to do that either? Right? So that's where I get back to the draft thing and go, the value for these damn quarterbacks just went up. Sure. With Derek Carr being off the market to the New Orleans Saints, and that should be interesting as this plays out. Well, much to talk about there as the offseason goes on, but maybe these quarterback needy teams can just get Lamar Jackson, right? Because some of the uh, franchise tag guys we're talking about, it seems as though that uh, no-brainer that he would uh, be franchise tagged if they can't figure out a deal here. But the situation has been so strange, Chris, for so long now that I don't think a divorce completely is off the board in this situation. Um, wh- what do you think about Lamar here? We have a question in from one of our homies out there, Masterclass FC. Which tag would you give Lamar, risk giving him the non-exclusive tag with the hope that nobody offers him a fully guaranteed deal? Yeah, I'm like, what are the Ravens thinking? Yeah. What is Lamar thinking right yeah. now? Yeah, well, I mean, first off, yeah, it seems like franchise tags are inevitable, right? I mean, we've yet... And again, I I know this doesn't sound great and whatever, and you know this, and I know some people don't think this, but I I mean, I'm a huge Lamar Jackson fan. I mean, I want to see him get paid and all that. But am I hopeful that a real long-term deal is going to get done? Absolutely not. I mean, come on. Let's just the proof's in the pudding. We've not seen any type of deal done with Lamar Jackson in any stratosphere, in any walk of the business. You know, you heard me talk about it last week. You know, Mike did a good job sticking up for me. You know, there's money from uh, uh, apparel deals that have been left on the table, contracts that didn't come come to to fruition there because you know two sides couldn't meet and figure it out. So I have no hope that they're going to get something done here in the next 24 hours. So then the next part is yes, is this the exclusive tag or the non-exclusive tag? Uh, uh, I I I feel like I'd probably go non-exclusive tag. I, I feel like I would. Which would mean what? Which would mean that it's the price tag's at $32 million, and if they tagged him again the year after that, it jumps up to like $40-something million. Okay. All right? It's not crazy numbers as far as with a quarterback. But the non-exclusive tag also means that he can shop for other teams, and if a team makes him an offer that the Ravens can't match, then that team will have to send them two first-round picks. Right, mm-hmm. so that's that's what they have to lose. It's risky. Yeah, you lose Lamar Jackson, right? But you're going to get two first round picks. But you also get the right to match that offer. So if it's an offer they can match, and they go, okay, fine, you go set the market out there and figure it out what somebody else will pay you, and we'll see. And then when you come back to us with that offer, yeah, we'll see if we can match it. And if it's so crazy and maybe somebody throws him some Deshaun Watson-type contract, which I don't think is going to happen to anybody right now in football, then they would go, okay, well, we can't do that. We're going to have to give us the two first-rounders, and we're going to have to go to plan B and try to figure out another quarterback for the future. So, you know, I ask you that right there. Now, if they do the exclusive tag, it's going to be $45 million, and then – if they were due to do it again the next year, it's a substantial raise to where I believe it's like almost $60 million, Okay, right? So it's incredibly more expensive, but yes, you're also assured that nobody else can offer him a contract. He's exclusively yours, right? That's it. 
I, I explained it to you. I hope they're in somewhat good fashion. I hope everybody understood that. Pete, you can tell me if I've explained it well enough. But either way, what would you do? I uh, pose that question to you. I mean, NBC's paying the NFL a billion dollars a year. I feel like everyone's got the money. So is it like money really an object? Obviously, it's what you can't do with your roster, right? right. In the salary cap world. Right. Um, and so that's for people smarter than me. But I don't know. Like, I think that this situation defies logic, right? It's one of those situations where... Does Lamar even want to be there anymore? That's is he going to accept a franchise tag and show up for it? Um, where would he want to go? I, I, it's one of those situations I almost feel like it's impossible to predict how this is all going to go. Yeah, it is impossible. I don't know if I have the right answer either. But what I would say that's working, working against Lamar is that he's here we are. Definitely, you know, he's a running quarterback. We mm-hmm. know he can play in the pocket. He's got a really damn good arm. We haven't ever seen him really have to carry the team that way totally, okay? And then also off of that, there's two years here in a row now where we're talking about the month of December, a guy who runs and plays a physical brand of football for the quarterback position has not been able to play. Mm -hmm. Does that sound like somebody you just want to go, hey, here's guaranteed money, just play as long as you want, we'll just keep giving you cash? You know, if I'm the Ravens and thinking about that way, yeah, that would scare me. That would. And, you know... For maybe, I don't, and again, I don't know the details of this, but for whatever he's offering or whatever type of contract he's offering, and obviously Baltimore doesn't want to buy into that quite yet, right? right? They're trying to negotiate. Maybe to the point where you just have to go, all right, shit, I throw my fucking hands up. You go out there and see me. Who, who else is going to offer you something better than what we have? We know that he was offered $133 million guaranteed at signing, which is the greatest ever. I mean, it's better than Russell Wilson's. It's better than Kyler Murray's. It's better than everybody in the history of the sport, right? And that's that's not even the practice. That's just the guaranteed of signing. And then you add on what the practical guarantee would have been, which was probably been a lot more. And what it, when people might mean by that was, what do you mean by the practical guarantee? Like, you know, okay, the first year here's the guaranteed money, but the second year the league starts, right? There's another lump sum of money that goes your way to where you're like, well, yeah, realistically they're not going to cut him after one year and paying him a hundred million dollars. So right. that second year he's also going to see the money, even though it's not guaranteed, right? It almost take a career-ending injury for him not to see that second money. So it's practical guarantees are way above that. you know. And now the, the problem is here is the Sean Watson contract and everything there has thrown things for a loop. Uh, but we'll see where it goes. I have no faith it's going to go, and I'm interested to see what they do. I feel like if I was them, mm-hmm. because of the situation and how it's being handled, and I don't know exactly what he's asking. I wish I had more details. I'd probably go the non-exclusive franchise tag. Okay. Yeah. So you could get back compensa- uh, compensation. If and he- very less, just like go out, like I said, call go, his go bluff. Look. Go yeah. look. Tell me who's going to offer you that. Mm-hmm. Tell me. Right? And and then you go from there. And and just because I, I don't totally know, so yeah. those first-round picks, would those be picks from the signing team that yeah. they would have to give up? Yeah. So that depresses his market right there. So that's not a true free market either. So Lamar would get more if not for that compensation tagged onto him. Yeah, so, right. So right. Lamar would just say, oh, well, it's depressing my market. Screw you. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I know. I don't know. I'm going to sit back and watch like everyone else on Twitter and just wait for uh, All right, and then you get into that. Mike you just Florida go, what teams would happening. even like realistically do that, right? That, that's the other aspect of this. Yeah. What team? And to me, there's only two teams that you can even like. And again, you guys correct me if I'm, there's somebody I'm missing here. You know, there's Washington, maybe, okay? 
I don't know. I don't know if Ron Rivera would want to do that right now. It'd be mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. But after Washington, the only other two teams I look at to even be in that conversation would be Atlanta and maybe Miami if they decided, you know, we're scared about the long-term prognosis of Tua yeah. and the concussions and all that. After that, I have a hard time coming up with a third team that would really make sense or realistically make that move or do it. So, yeah, that's where it also can become very interesting. How much is he worth? That is the question that is still being debated with Lamar Jackson, also being debated with Giants quarterback Daniel Jones. He and his guys think it's $45 million. Yeah. The Giants think it's less than that. (laughs) He knows exactly how much less. Uh, But uh, you had an interesting conversation on PFT earlier today and a, and a poll question out there. I think Mike threw this at Mike you. Mike threw this at me, just kind of out of nowhere. Exactly right. He goes, would you rather have Daniel Jones or Kirk Cousins? Just like straight up. And, and the homies have chimed in. 60% say Kirk Cousins, so they were listening when I put Kirk on my all-under-talked-about team. Sure. Uh, and think that he doesn't get the respect that uh, he deserves. I believe your answer, and I'm going to paraphrase, and, and I forgive me if I'm mischaracterizing yeah, it, good. was that both teams should say no because both teams might be better with the guy they currently have. Well, yeah, I mean, both are, you know, one, is, uh, the way to break it down, at least in my eyes, is Daniel Jones has more potential to be greater than Kirk Cousins, yeah. right? He's a bigger man. Daniel Jones is one of the best running quarterbacks in football. His arm is stronger than Kirk Cousins, right? But you've only seen... One year of success in doing that. He's under Brian Dayball, under too. Under Brian Dayball, too. Right. Is but he's had necessary? no support around or anything like that. Yeah. But, yeah, you can't disrespect Kirk Cousins and what he has done. Right? He might not have some of the physical gifts, but, damn, he's good at playing the position. And, damn, it's every year it's like 30 touchdowns and eight interceptions or seven. So, you know, that's one of those where... Like, if you're the Giants, you'd go, well, no, this guy's got potential, and we like what we've seen, and we think he can surpass that. If you're Minnesota, you're going, wait, we don't know exactly what Kirk, you know, Daniel Jones can be. Are we just going to give Kirk Cousins away because we, we think maybe he might be better? I mean, if you're asking me to start a team today and do it, like, and I, I would probably go Daniel Jones, mm-hmm. right? I like his potential. I do. And as we've discussed, I mean, Daniel Jones, it, like, uh, when people, it drives me crazy when people go, yeah, he had a bad O-line those first years. No, not a bad. It was the fucking worst. It wasn't even close. I mean, not even close. He had no chance to do anything. I love that, that it bothers you that people are saying what you're saying, but you're like, you're not expressing it enough. Enough. Well, no, not enough, <laughs> because it became comical there. I mean, like, remember two years ago, I was literally like, he catches the ball. And the shotgun, and he's literally like ducking a half second later, like yeah. like it's like a like a video game or like kids in a backyard playing against like professional defense alignment. <laughs> it was crazy. You develop bad habits that yeah. way too for Daniel yeah. Jones. So. But we'll see where this goes. This is another interesting one. You know, here's the problem: the market for the quarterbacks is around this price tag, forty-five right? million. Around forty-five million. It's not going to be very expensive. Three or four years from now, people are going to go, oh, $45 million, so what? That's, that's the going rate for an average quarterback or whatever, right? So there's that aspect. And then there's, of course, the Deshaun Watson contract on one end, which is stupid by the Browns. And then there is also the other aspect that I hear people already talking about. Whoa, he's going to get paid more than Patrick Mahomes. That's not Daniel Jones' fault or his agent's fault. Patrick Mahomes took a very team-friendly deal, and that's what he opted to do, right? So the market has passed him up. Yeah. I mean, the market's – Patrick Mahomes, we're talking about one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of football. Obviously, the market's passed him up. He don't give a shit. He wants Chris Jones and Kelsey and receivers there and all that. 
So that's what he's going to do. But that's confusing the market and the conversation a little bit. I'm sh- shocked to hear plus $45 million a year as well. As a Giant fan, I'd like it to be less. Or can we find a way as the Giants to, you know, make the first two years of the contract maybe that kind of money, but have a year three and a year four on the contract that makes the overall yearly average lower, right? Mm -hmm. To where, okay, it helps our salary cap. And like we talked about this whole thing, you know, when they're not stuck if a year or two go by and it's not been good and Daniel Jones goes the wrong direction to where the Giants are like, oh, fucked. I mean, we're just screwed. Four years, here we are. We're stuck with Daniel Jones and we're paying all this money. So uh, hopefully they can find that sweet spot. Uh, Mahomes is now fifth in average per year on his contract. He's going to get passed by everybody. I mean, I wouldn't surprise if but, I mean Jalen Hurts is going to pass him this year. Joe Burrow is going to pass him this year. Mm. And he don't give a shit. He doesn't care because he's going to keep the next ring's going to go on his middle finger, and he's going to go, how do you like that one? That's <laughs> you know, my third but one. But he's fifth. He is a top five quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, so I, I think, think so. He's, right he's just barely ball- making the top he's five. He's right in the ballpark of where he should be. <laughs> yeah, just uh, barely. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Team, speaking of team-friendly deals, yeah. when Josh Jacobs, uh, Raiders running back, was talking to you, and Florio at the Combine, uh-huh. he said he might take one of those team-friendly deals. I thought this was a really interesting quote. I love this quote, yeah. actually. He said basically he'd be okay to play on the franchise tag, but only if the team loaded up uh, at all the other positions and added players around him. He goes, quote, if you want me to come back as the hero, you better pay me like a hero. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, he's uh, extremely talented, as we know. He's definitely a top-five running back. They want to run the football and play that way. More than likely, I would expect them, you know, again, they're in that one of those spots at seven where you're a little scared of who could be there. Are they going to trade up and make a move, make sure they get one of these guys, right? But, I mean, in my heart of hearts, I feel like the Raiders want a young quarterback, right? Mm. And, man, that would be nice to have, you know, a good running game behind it to kind of let him develop and having teams worry about that. Obviously going to get franchise tag, no doubt about it. You know, but then again, again, here's the conversation of what's the sweet spot for the running backs? What's what's realistic to pay them and be fair that way, right? And and again, protect yourself. I will say, 
He's because of his college career, you know, he hasn't been run into the ground. He's not like there's there's some wear left on those tires. He's this, still got some tread. This year he got run into he, the this ground. This year he got well. run on the ground. Definitely. You know, but so so where can they find that sweet spot? But either way, he's not leaving the Raiders as of right now. I would be shocked. He's going to get mm-hmm. franchise tag. They'll try to work something out that makes sense for both sides. Uh, you talked to Josh McDaniels at the Combine. Yeah. It was actually at the Super Bowl that you talked to Josh Jacobs. But Josh McDaniels, he was raving about. Yes. Um, Jacobs. Uh, yes. Like, you know, I think a lot of people thought Jacobs was maybe in the doghouse with the Raiders early in the year. McDaniels brought up a great point. He goes, you know, I played him in that Hall of Fame game. He goes, because... I want him to get hit then and just get it over with. So he gets all his hits. I used to know what's running between the tackles. You get used to that. Yeah. So and if he, he did get banged up or something like that, you got the whole next month to get healthy, right? But you've gotten that out of your system instead of like where you go the whole month of training camp. You're like, well, I haven't really been brought to the ground yet. I haven't really been hit. I haven't really had to like just go. I got to run through that hole and put my shoulder and head down and drive for first down yards, right? right. And – no coach wants to make their running back do that for the first time. Hey, it's a real game, and it counts, right? So that's why he did it. I thought he made a good point. Yes, they love Josh Jacobs. Uh, quick hitters. Yeah. Another running back. Franchise tag possibility. Perhaps long-term deal. Who knows? Cowboys running back Tony Pollard. I, I, they got to, I would say. I, I would think somebody's going to pay, pay Tony Pollard if they don't watch out. So yeah. they got to, yeah, franchise tag him. And again, try to work on something that maybe lowers his number in the salary cap. But yeah, he's interesting because of the broken fibula or tibula, whatever it is, the broken ankle, right? Yeah. Um, but I still even think with that type of injury, yeah, that he'd probably get paid out there. Usually broken bones are better than ligament tears yeah. and strains yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah, happened late in the year, so that does hurt him. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, that's one that's, that's interesting. I, you know, them, I, I got, would expect Zeke to be released here. In the next 24 hours, very soon. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I would think Pollard is, is a franchise tag. And then the next one's a guarantee. Jaguars tight end Evan Ingram. Guarantee. They got I, a lot of studs over there. They got a lot of studs. With the Jacksonville Jaguars. They do. Evan Ingram has always had superstar ability. Yeah. He got here in New York and got in the vortex of criticism and dropped a few passes in big moments like we talked about. And he just needed to get, get the hell out of town. He got out of town – and they rebuilt his confidence. And at the end of the year, the last half of the season, he was, he's in the conversation for one of the three, four, five best pass-catching tight ends in football. For I mean, sure. He's a weapon. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think he goes anywhere. Doug Peterson values that type of tight end. He was very important to Trevor Lawrence. He'll, he'll be there. Take over a game type. Yeah, right? And we saw it is. a couple of times. He we just did. took over a game. He did. You throw it up to me and Can't, I will catch it. Yeah. I mean, the uh, the Chargers game, right? The wild yeah. card game, he played really well. I mean, he had a bunch of games where he played really well. He's, he's, a, he's a specimen. All right. We'll see how that all plays out here yeah. in the next couple of days. This is a really interesting time. we got free agency coming up. We'll talk about that, I think, next week quite a bit, um, obviously. Uh, but now let's move on. Transition yeah. here. Connor's coming on set here in just a bit. But uh, first, I just want a couple big thoughts, headline thoughts for you. You right. were there. You were there as a player in 2003. That was the beginning, as I said, of the next-gen stats era. Right. So you were clocked with lasers, probably. Yeah, I was. Right? Yeah, lasers. Accurate reading. Yes. Um, what do you think has changed most in 20 years since you were there as a player? It's just become more scientific, more of a show. All of it. It's just, it's, you know, 
Guys didn't run in spandex when I was there. They gave us baggy shorts, and we ran in a baggy <laughs> short and a baggy shirt. How right? do you see the big butt? Yeah, I know. Baggy you could. shorts you and could. shirt. You couldn't only see it on the day where they had to go weigh in, and they took a picture of you when you were you know, half naked in your underwear, <laughs> right? That was it. But yeah, just all of that has been broken down into more of a science. And then having a laser at the 10-yard split and having one at the 20, and they got all these different gauges, let alone the fanfare and what it's become there. Yeah. You know, when, when it was my day and I was running there, it was just like all the coaches were sitting in one section of the stadium or two sections. That was it. Now the whole stadium's full. They got people up in the press box. They got, I mean, it's got it all going. It's just become a way bigger show altogether. I believe my year was the last year it was not televised live. I think the year after that it oh, became wow. a live televised event. So uh, it's grown quite a bit from, from my days. All right, so you talked to a bunch of the edge guys. Was there one that stood out from the conversations that you had? Well, I, I think the, I mean, the edge guys in general stood out. Right, and Tyree Wilson's the one I told you about. Yeah. I mean, the personality, my man from uh, Alabama, Willie Anderson. Anderson, right. I mean, he was phenomenal. They both were phenomenal. Those are both the guys where you go, that's an alpha defense and lead the, lead the defensive side of the ball and be an unbelievable you know, example setter, knows how to talk to people, all of that. They both have that. You could see it. And it's very common with the other top defensive players I ever played with. There's a personality and a pizzazz and a confidence that guys want to lead and follow. So that was it. But then, like, just their workout in general, that's what I'm excited to bring out in Connor. I mean, it was one fucking freak show after another. I mean, and, and, you know, uh, our Tyree Wilson didn't even get to work out. He might be the freakiest of them all. But I, I just couldn't get over the linebacker, defense, edge, edge guys. I mean, how explosive... How many guys are we going to see that are 260 pounds that I just go, holy shit, he's built like a Greek god and he flies. He can fly. Like, what, 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 like, they're growing on trees. Yeah. You know, I had people tell me it was a strong group, but like, damn, it looks like it's a group that's like, you know, we, we got, we're, are we going to get to like, are we going to get to like double digit edge guys maybe, but, or, or, you know, defense end, defensive tackle, pass rushers? Are we going to get to double digits of them in the first round? Uh, I'm I'm just interested as I dive into that, but that certainly was the group that I was sitting there Thursday night. I just smoked a daddy cigar, all right, and my wife was like, "You're not listening to me," and I'm like, "I know because this is unbelievable what I'm watching. It's just one guy after another <laughs> that I just could not get over the way they looked and the way they ran." Uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll hit on those when Connor gets in here to the point where if a team is uh, looking to keep one of the running backs, just don't let him go. Let Josh Jacobs go and take an edge guy and put him at running back because some of the 40 times for these guys were insane. I, um, yes. I mean, across the board doesn't make sense. You know, I mean, I mean, we got guys that are 280 and they're running four five and low four six. Like <laughs> what the hell? I know. You know, I mean, of course, you know what we saw from Nolan Smith. And to be, you know, 240 pounds, and you look at a guy like Hassan Reddick and go, he's an athletic freak, and you go, whoa, he just blows Hassan Reddick out of the water from what he did. You know, so that was the kickoff to the oh my goshness of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Saturday was my favorite day. You know yep. that. The quarterbacks was amazing. 
right? I mean, first you had the freak show of Will Richardson. I mean, not Anthony Richardson. I don't know why I keep wanting to call Will. Who is Will Richardson? I don't even know who that is. I don't know. There's somebody in the history of sports that was Will that I'm getting confused with. Sure, it's not an actor? I don't know. I'm not sure either. But Anthony Richardson was acting like he's a better version of Cam Newton. I know that. I mean, another one. I mean, was I watching a quarterback or was that Michael Parsons like working out? I mean, with an arm. I mean, that's what it was. It was like watching a, a top-tier edge guy, but he's in a, he's played quarterback. I'm extremely intrigued by him, as I told you know Florio last week, and you heard me say it a little bit. Yeah, he's raw, but his arm is big time. His size and athleticism are big time. Mm. Bryce Young, size scares me. It just does. You know, I'm, I'm excited to dive into him more, too, as I am with all these guys. But I know he's, from what I, you know, my little dive into his stuff last week, I know he's super natural and talented in the position. He can make all the throws. He sees the field great. You know, he can throw with anticipation. He moves well in the pocket. He does all those things. But he's 5'10", and he weighed in at 204 pounds, and I guarantee he's not 204 pounds week seven of the season. I guarantee he's somewhere near 192, 190. So that scares me. Size is a skill, as you know. And, yeah, we see other small quarterbacks, Drew Brees, but Drew Brees is three inches taller than this guy, Mm. right? Russell Wilson, we talk about it all the time. He has problems throwing the ball over the middle of the field. Kyler Murray, we talk about the same thing. And Kyler Murray has three rockets up his ass, you know? Bryce Young doesn't have that. Russell Wilson was also another one that I would say ran better than you know, Bryce Young. We're talking about a real kind of pocket quarterback at this side. That's where it's a little different. So I'm interested to see where my studies take me in that department. Yeah. No doubt. Will Levis, like all the talk, right? I know he's got a big arm. I was trying to tell Mike Florio last week. He made a SEC, he played under pressure a lot. They did not have great support system on the offensive side of the ball there, at least from my early looks there. Man, he got hit a lot as he was throwing the football. I like that. I love it. He got to play NFL football. People trying to knock his head off as he's throwing the ball. I welcome to the NFL. That's what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Not a ton of people open. His arm is real. He's a pretty good athlete. You know, has the body of being that prototypical. But damn, he didn't. That was not a great performance he put out. You know, for, for all the talk of like, I got a cannon and I'm going to show it off. Damn, he didn't show it off. You know, kind of. Threw some B-minus footballs out there a few times. Was more worried about, ooh, let me complete it. Hmm. Instead of just like, hey, just throw it. And we know that the receivers are not all exactly the same and they're not all running the rights, the right the routes the right way. Let it loose. I want to see what you got. Damn, it's a post-corner route. We skipped it? We skipped a post-corner route in the combine with no defenders on the field? Come on. So that was disappointing. He has some things with his feet that he has to work on. He gets very stagnant. And still, if you, anybody goes back and watch the combine workout, he'll get to the top of the drop and he'll just sit there, feet flat in the ground, and then he barely will take a hitch step or just throw it flat from there, and that'll lead to inaccurate throws. All right, so who helped themselves in the eyes of Chris Sims? Well, Will, the Richardson kid did, kid did yeah. for sure, but nobody more than C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud, I said to Florio last week, I was like, I was a little more impressed with this film than I thought it was going to be. Again, you know, I've gone off a of TV here and all that, so I don't, yeah. you know, you know me. I'm a casual college fan during the season. But, you know, one, the size is real. Two, you watch film at Ohio State. He pushes the ball down the field, and he pushes it into windows, and he does go through progressions and reads. Knows how to play within the pocket. 
showed that he's really just touching the tip of the iceberg with movement and stuff towards the end of the year. And then, like, you, those throws, what we saw there, and then it kind of matches what I saw on film. And, in fact, I think it's gotten better. Those are things where I got, I got excited watching C.J. Stroud. He, he made it look so much easier than everybody else. His drop was the best of all the quarterbacks dropping back. And then his throwing was consistently the best with power and accuracy and doing it with ease, Ahmed. So, yeah, I really like the way he looked. Um, to me, he won the, the quarterback drills. I mean, as far as the throwing is concerned, there's no doubt about that. Two other guys, let me just throw another yep. name or two that yep. I liked, right? The Tanner McKee kid's interesting. He's a good thrower. You know, I want to see more of the athlete, but, you know, I, was, I, I liked his motion. Um, the Houston kid, Clayton Toon, I'm intrigued by him. Again, I don't know much about him, but I like the way he threw the ball. Max Hall, is it Max Hall, the the BYU kid, or uh, I, I might be missing. Them. I think it's Will Richardson. <laughs> you're funny, uh, you're funny. The Hall kid from BYU, that's the other one. I really, I Jared Hall. That's it. Sorry, thank you, thank you very much, Pete. I know I'm still getting used to some of these names. I liked his motion. That's all I'm saying. Just liked his motion and went. Ooh, he looks like he has a chance to be something as a thrower. The other one I really like. This is to me this this is is DTR Dorian Thompson Robinson is the guy I really like. I liked him watch him in college football. He's played a lot. He has a really good consistent motion. His mechanics are good. He's a good athlete. He was bigger than I thought. Right. So he was one that jumped out to me. We didn't get to see Hendon Hooker, who I'm a big fan of. Yeah. And was hurt at Tennessee, but yeah, those are the ones that I think you know pop to me and. All right, now I've talked enough. This is no, it's good. It's a good. little sampling. It's a yeah. it's a little preview of of the guys that you like, and we will find out in a couple yeah, of weeks we'll see how they, much you do like right, them, right? right. How high they go up your rankings, and then once you do release your rankings, how you know viral it goes. You know how crazy are we getting here? Well, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, you're right. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see. It, you know, it, it, and I've had years where I've gone, "Ooh, I think I'm going to like this guy the most." When yeah. I watched the combine or saw what I saw in college football, and then I turn on the film and I go, "Oh." I actually don't like this guy the most, so I'm interested to see where this whole conversation goes. But uh, yeah, C.J. Stroud, not even fucking close to me. Now, let me just make sure this is clear: the throwing, the drop, everything, the mechanics, the the way he throws, it, to me was the best by far as far as the quarterbacks and uh, the throwing part of the, the workout. The only thing that gives me pause about him, you know, I'm a big Michigan guy. You know, I watched Michigan. I watched, obviously, the Ohio State-Michigan. It was like, and I don't know, I'd have to go back and look at it. I was watching it as a Michigan Wolverines yeah, fan. Yeah. But it did seem like there were situations where I was like, oh, crap, Ohio State's going to take over the game right here. And he did not make those I, I know, I know. I think there's a element of... And I think that's where he's talking about this a little bit publicly, and that's why it became a big deal in the Georgia game, where... I, element of with the lights finally went on. I'm like, wait, I, I'm too good just to sit here in the pocket and like the guy's got to be open. Like, I got to start moving and running or buying some time. Like we see yeah. Mahomes or Allen do. I'm too good. I can do this stuff. He was much better in that game. The Georgia the game, right? Defense, I feel like yeah. he started to go like, okay, wait, wait. I can't just like the coach isn't always going to get the ten yard in cut open for me. Yeah, it's it's Michigan. It's Georgia. They're going to cover some of these things. I got to do a little bit above that. And that I do like the potential of him. So we'll see where it goes, and I'm excited to, to dive in with these guys. We've talked long enough. Now it is time to bring on our guest for the first time, reuniting Chris. 
with the great Connor Rogers, who is now a full-time employee of NBC Sports. Uh, he has his draft rankings out there that we are showing on the screen. So while we show these draft rankings, Chris is waving over Connor right now. So Come if you're on watching down. on YouTube or Peacock, you get to preview the top ten. We'll flip over to the next ten after this. Behind the scenes, too, I'm letting you know, Morgan is coming in here. She's putting a microphone down. So this is all happening in real time. Matt Casey is adjusting your IFB cord. So this is all things that are supposed to be happening behind the scenes that for some reason I'm just bringing attention to now uh, in front of the scenes. Uh, but here's the top ten. You got Jalen Carter there, the Georgia D lineman, obviously in the news for all the wrong reasons of that first day of the combine. We'll get into that. Will Anderson, the guy that you liked, Chris, is number two. So Bryce Young, the quarterback, is uh, is number three. Yeah, kind of just your your uh, your take of Connor's top ten here. Well, I I mean I get where he's at right there. I do. You know, I'm I'm interested to pick his brain about Will Anderson. I mean, we talked about these. Will Anderson had a good combine workout. It's just that we had some freak shows that people are going to look at and go, wait, was Will Anderson still good? And I want to go, yeah, like, you know, running 4.6 at almost 250 pounds and having a 1.6, you know, one 10 yard split is still top level, top tier pass rusher in football. Just, we had some fucking guys in this, this combine workout who did things that we've never seen do off the edge. So, you know, that's, I'm interested to pick. Connor's brain a little bit about some of these other pass rushers, and then I want to get into some of these corners as well. Um, but no, I I, I can't just dis- disrespect anything there. As much as I want to disrespect it, I he can't. does too much work, <laughs> and he's looked at too much film already. And here he is in the flesh, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, kid. Connor Rogers is back with with Chris Sims. Uh, who I guess, I, from what I heard, on the first day for you this at Bleacher true. Report, Chris was there. You were, he was one of the first employees you met. Yeah, so picture me as a 22-year-old, first job out of college, first job that wasn't like being a waiter yeah. or something like that. And at Bleacher Report, you kind of, Chris knows this, you kind of just figure it out as yeah. you go at the time. Right. So the door's locked. There's nobody there to let me in on my first day. And I'm commuting like three hours each way at the time. So I get there and I'm like, great, I can't even get in after this three-hour journey. Yeah. Who answers the door? Not a, a front desk employee, not a producer, yeah. not a production head. Chris Sims. <laughs> With a big big greeting, you know, you get a what's up fucker yeah. or you know, yeah. muscle beach, you get yeah. So it was pretty awesome. It was uh, it was a great start to this whole career. That's pretty cool. I, I don't know why it was big glass doors. It was early bleacher report yep. to where I'm not even sure we had as like anybody running the front door never so you just had to like hope you somebody yeah. in the office looked to the front door to let somebody in <laughs> yeah and i think i was it was a morning right or oh, yeah. it was a morning and it's also bleacher report where they're not really there at nine o'clock in the morning all the time <laughs> yeah, okay? that uh, yeah, it was like yeah. 8 40 yeah. chris was there yeah i was there you know, I think I was maybe doing some Florio at the time and then going there, you know, pretty early. And I was probably watching some film and I heard somebody knocking on the door and, and I was like, the All right. glass. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what is like just instinct? Yeah. Well, you say it wasn't a front desk person. It wasn't uh, someone in the HR department. But it actually was. Chris was all those things. He was, <laughs> we, uh, used, we used to joke. We literally didn't have HR in the building. <laughs> so we used to joke about that all the time. Yeah. Chris had every job in the world. Yeah. Well, is. Connor, right. it's great to have you here it's because awesome you have be been a, a draft expert for so long and it took you, what, one minute? I I think one minute, 15 seconds to drop an F-bomb. Yeah, I've been well, on this I've pod been listening. For, so. I've been on it for four years yet to do it. Uh, but you have done <laughs> so it I one minute beat. in. I yeah. got you beat already. Yeah, I had to get comfortable right away. <laughs> one nothing. So. All right, so Chris, where do you want to start? You, well, you can I, either start I, I quarterbacks think, or edge. Well, I honestly, like, let's just go base thoughts. Sure. Like, Connor, like, what, what kind of, like, just impressed you? Maybe, like, 
you know, the one thing that shocked you, something Ooh, that maybe good. disappointed you a little bit, well, and then maybe just an overall thought that jumps to your head about the, the whole weekend. Right. I guess it, it didn't. Sh- it even shocked me, and I thought this class was good. The corner class is just stupid. Yeah. I, I mm-hmm. mean, there's about 10 corners that can go in the top 50, top 60 picks. They all ran well. They all jump well. You have somebody like DJ Turner that runs in the four twos, and his film at Michigan is really good. Nobody talks about him. Right. And then you got the bona fide guys. Christian Gonzalez is a prototype. He's six two. He plays at two hundred pounds. He runs in the four threes. He jumps over forty inches. Never didn't have any penalties this year at Oregon. Yeah. So he, and I asked him. I'm like, you know, technique. You come from Colorado. The competition's a little higher that you're going to see. And he's just all about technique. Usually when you have those long, fast corners that are explosive, that's the thing. that They get grabby because they can. They're physical. Sure. The scrimmage. Porter's like that. Yes. He's a good player. But right. Porter's going to – Sauce was like Sauce that. Sauce is like that too. Yeah. They're, they're same, a similar build and body, it looks like. Yes, arms down to the ground. They're going to latch on to you. Gonzalez isn't like that. Yeah. He, he's smooth. He's clean. Witherspoon's a little bit of a different player where he's, uh, he's smaller and stickier, plays tougher, plays bigger than his size. So he didn't get to do anything with the hamstring injury. But the corner class, Deontay Banks is going to go in the first round. Camp Smith will probably go in the first round. It's it's so deep, and I'm hearing all these teams want a corner. I, I mean, Baltimore wants a corner from what I hear. A lot of teams at the top, even the Giants at the back end of the round one, they've been doing their work on corners. So right. it's it's going to be a corner-heavy and pass-rush-heavy draft. So, I mean, this DJ Turner kid, who, you know, fastest guy at the combine, yeah. like island corner, man-to-man a ton. Like, am I going to see that on film when we kind of break him down? A little bit. I thought he was a be- he was better in zone, right. but I love that the athleticism tells you he can grow into being a man right. coverage corner. Right. And Michigan asked them to play man. Yeah. I mean, he's up at the line of scrimmage. He yeah. can play man. I think he could find the ball a little better, but in terms of just being there being sticky making sure the quarterback isn't going to that side of the field it's all there for him so somebody that probably coming in the combine people are like he's a third round fourth round kind of guy I think they're off on that I think he's going in the top 60 yeah you do all right yeah so all right so go go through those names again that you think are like the potential first rounders there and I got the list in front of me in case you want to see anybody yeah Connor we have like computers I have an iPad and a laptop you have your laptop right off the top of of our head (laughs) I I started this class the earliest that I ever have in May and and uh, I just by now it's like it's just, you know, it's, yeah. in, the, it's in the brain. And, right. And so a lot of them, you know, the top guys were risers. Right. Well, Gonzalez is going to be the first corner. I yeah. think, take it. He's going to go in the top 10. The Lions are in this weird place. Right. The Lions love Jared Goff. They're a good football team. Right. I, I wonder if they fall in love with the quarterback and just yeah. have to take one there. Yeah. If they don't. It's it's Witherspoon or Gonzalez. Right. They'll take a corner at the top. They need corners. They need two. Honestly, so Gonzalez, I always go with the traitsy guy. Yeah. I think Witherspoon has the best film of any corner, but Gonzalez is loaded with traits, uh, really put together, level headed. His his dad is a six foot nine former college basketball player that played semi pro in Columbia. His two sisters are all American track athletes. One sister ran for Columbia in the Olympics. So like this is just ridiculous athleticism in this family. He's going to be a top 10 selection. Yeah. Then you look at Witherspoon, maybe the Eagles at 10. Right. Then you get to Porter. Everybody loves the Steelers. I don't know if he makes it there. Right. I really don't. Deontay Banks from Maryland. He's going to go in the first round. Fucking I, Maryland. Ma- him and Jacorian Bennett, both corners ran sub 4-4. Is it just, is every year this Maryland going to have three or four guys that just are freak shows? At they the recruit combine? athletes. I know. They recruit athletes. But they so have, those guys are real, though, at the corner position. I was wondering. Like, I don't know much about Banks the Maryland is. guys. Banks is yeah. real. And Banks got, what do you like about watching Banks this year? He's tested. Right. I mean, he gave up three to four touchdowns, but then you go watch him, and you're like, that's not scary to me. Right, right. Because he, he competes, he finds the ball, he... He might get beat, and then the next, you know, ten series, he's yeah. awesome. Sure, there's no and listen. I mean, you know this, Chris. When you watch corners, like 
you'd rather see that than a guy that just comes into the league and it's going to be a wake-up call, right? Yeah, You're like, right. oh, wow. Oh, he's never been tested. Nobody no, went after him in it's college. It's too easy. It's too easy for him. That's not Banks. Banks is ready to roll. I, so. I always took it, like, this is where I feel like context matters. Like, I'll go back to, remember A.J. Terrell coming out of Clemson, yeah. right? Right? Everybody gave him shit for, oh, he, he got beat by Jamar Chase. Yeah, and that, look at and that, that was now. Like, he didn't really get beat. He was all over him. Yep. Yeah. It was a great throw and a great... And like I was like, shit, those are positives. Isn't this guy a freak show? Like he's all over him. He's in his hip yeah. pocket. But, I know. It's funny know, how you, it works. We have to take that into account. Yeah, they're not perfect. They're not just all man to man against a guy that runs four four. I'm just going to shut him down every time they throw him the ball. That's not going to happen. You're going to give up some plays when you're playing like that. Do you think teams are going to be more aggressive, maybe with some of these corners, if, especially if they like them because of the early success that we have seen with Sauce, with guys like Asante Samuel, maybe the last couple of years, Patrick Sertan. Yeah, certainly. Do you think teams just feel better about taking some of these guys earlier? I think so. Especially we're in the era of longer corners, which yeah. makes the Witherspoon argument interesting because he's 183. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is he big enough? Is he, you think he's big enough to be like a top 12, top 15 pick like that? I think he's just good enough. Yeah, which he is. is. Cra- right. Jair Alexander. Okay. That's, you watch him, the click and close, yeah. the movements, the right. finding the football. This guy's hits in the run game yeah. at 183. He's blowing people up and, and he's letting them hear about so it. So he brings it. Yeah, he's begging a trail. And this is a secondary that has him. He's going to be a top 15 pick. They have... Um, Martin is their slot. He tested really well from Illinois. And then Sidney Brown, the safety, he was the guy. And this whole secondary is getting drafted. Yeah. So, I mean, that was a really, really good group. He's the leader there. He's the leader everywhere he goes. So he's kind of that outlier of, okay, he's a smaller guy, but he's just too good. And then the rest of them that I said, they're, they're all huge. They're all huge. They all run. Banks, massive. Uh, Porter, massive. Obviously, Gonzalez, massive. Turner's a bigger guy, a faster guy. We're just in this era of long physical press corners that it used to be one of those guys have the recovery speed, and these guys all do. It's it's really crazy. When I when I was growing up, the only guy I remember watching like that was Cromartie. Yeah. Cromartie was big, long, but he could run yeah. with anybody down with the anybody, field. anybody, right. And we're in this era of all these guys can run. Yeah, it used to be a rare thing. You're yeah. right. Now it's definitely more commonplace, and you see a guy, it feels like, like a guy like Sauce or, or Joey Porter almost every year. Yeah. All right, so Porter, you feel like he's got to kind of be in that, like a almost a Seattle three, or you don't want him to live on a on an island playing man-to-man all the time i don't and you still like him a lot he's he's very physical he's he lives the disruptor routes i wonder what it's going to be like of course when the nfl game is longer than that because every quarterback now can move every quarterback can uh play out of structure once again the second phase of the play yeah sure for porter so but he's just he's got arms down to the ground he's got the nfl pedigree and the makeup and he's played really good football he's interesting when you watch him the opener He's targeted like 16 times. Against Purdue? Against Purdue. Oh, yeah, I remember. And then the rest of the year, he's combined targeted like right. maybe 15 to 20. Nobody really tested him after that. It's very strange because he's good. He yeah. played really well. He's yeah. battle-tested against Purdue. So Washington, I think we'll look at him. That's maybe as far as he can go. Obviously, yeah. maybe the Steelers, but that's kind of a storyline for a reason. Yeah. So, yeah, when you look at Porter, long, physical. He loves to play at the line of scrimmage. I do wonder how that second phase is going to be. And he right. ran fine. Right. He, it just everybody ran elite numbers yeah. where you right. forget that anything under a four or five is really good dive into the start of summer at whole foods market check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce organic strawberries and a fan favorite sale on ben and jerry's and talenti explore deals on grill friendly meats like organic air chilled chicken breast beef and chicken kebabs all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department plus grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? 
also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Well, yeah. last one on the corners before we move, the Brian Branch kid, right? I mean, yeah. he's kind of great. It is a higher prospect. I mean, he ran high four fives. Yeah, I think it was a four six official. Yeah, right was it? Around yeah, there. Might, have, might have came in. Different. Yeah, it might have been it, four it five eight. I feel not like fast, right? And does that show up on film? Is this one of these ones? That's, it does. It does. I, I started with him over summer because everybody loved him. He was like that bona fide preseason, going to be a top 15 pick for good reason. I think he's one of the best tacklers in the draft. Right. He's got size. I just think he's a safety, and they play him in the slot. That's what my next question was going to be. His best work is in the box. He can come downhill. He can tackle. He can play against big slots. Everybody's kicking tight ends off the line of scrimmage. You need somebody that can match up with them. But if you're if so, you can play traditional safety, third down, come in big, big so. nickel, do all that. It sounds yeah. like you're almost talking like a poor man's Minka Fitzpatrick here, to a degree. Yes, and to that point, brilliant, like yeah. brilliant. When you play in the secondary for Nick Saban, yeah, you know him and Jordan Battle are the right. two guys in this draft. There's a lot asked of you right. mentally, and those guys can handle that capacity. So Branch is a a film. IQ player rather than a testing player. Yeah, I gotcha. still think he goes in the top 20 picks. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's interesting. Alabama guy, Brian Branch, in case uh, some of the homies out yeah. there aren't as familiar. Porter's a Penn State guy, Witherspoon, Illinois. Right. So as we, as Gonzales, we learn. Gonzalez, Oregon. Yeah. Gonzalez, Oregon, right. as we learn some of these guys. All right. Uh, Safety class bad, right? So that's slow. where Brian Branch can maybe be like yes. valued as that even in. in hmm. By like a round. Right. I mean, you're going to with the safety class and, and slow me down here at any point if I'm just flying. No. I know this, this is what, is, this is what we, we do. Into the Don't mic worry. there, Connor. Right. No, we, so we, the, like, we like to eat our mics here on yeah. the Simpson <laughs> Button show. The, the safety class, I mean, they could be by a round. I could see Branch. Branch will go in the first, and right. then after that, a lot of guys that are, are bigger, not overly quick. You have Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M. He's, he's big, tested okay. Jair Brown from Penn State. The film's really good, but the one thing you see on film, if you're going to nitpick, is angles against the run, and then he yeah. runs in the four sixes. And right. you're like, is this my last line of defense? That scares me. Uh-huh, right. So, and then the safety class after that, Sidney Brown from Illinois had a nice process. He played well at the Senior Bowl week. Got to see him down there. Um, Chris Smith from Georgia, another guy not a tester at all, but we know those Georgia guys come in ready to roll. It's it's a day two safety class, and I really lean even more round three than round two for the safety. So yeah. I wonder the trickle effect when Jesse Bates and Jordan Poyer go into free agency. Right. Does that get those guys big-time money? Because uh-huh. people are looking at the draft and going, I'm not yeah. finding a safety. Yeah, I hear you there. I think you're right. Jesse Bates, say he could like that. could be cha-ching in a big yes. way. Chris, are you just doing your preparation for your rankings for corner and safety right now? I'm, well, yeah, yeah, I'm stealing some info. That's what a smart person does. You ask somebody that's smarter than you, and then you take some and yeah. go from there. 
week, we're gonna we're gonna be here four weeks from now. Be like, I'm gonna I've be re- I'm gonna before. replaying replay this later today. And I was like, you just took to his it. exact words. What <laughs> I like is though, I I know Chris's <laughs> tendencies. You got to yeah. realize from like age 22 to maybe 26, I was with Chris so much listening to him <laughs> talk about the NFL players, talk about our film breakdowns for the draft when I was I was not on camera. Uh, and I usually before a draft, me and Adam Lefko, who, who works for Turner still, right. we can figure out well, who Chris is going to like and <laughs> yeah. who he's not going to like. And, and he, he likes traits. And honestly, the NFL likes traits. So it's a really good uh, consistency. Because yeah. the reality is it, when people that go to the combine doesn't matter. The best players in the NFL are the best athletes. Usually, okay? right. I mean, yeah. there's outliers. Right. That's life. Right. But the, usually there's that's some how it, sort of trait that makes them special. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's, it's no consistency that Micah Parsons and Jamar Chase yeah. and exactly. guys are freak shows in right. Indy because that's what translates to the All NFL. Right. All, right. Right. All right. If we're going right. off traits, then, as we transition to quarterbacks, who do you think when Chris looks at all the tape? He, he looks oh, yeah. at the combine. Who do you think, who do you like think Chris most? is going to have number one in his quarterback rankings? I, so I'm a little uh, – I'm cheating here because I got to sit and listen to the beginning right. of the pod. I mean, right. he's going to love Stroud, rightly so. But if you said just traits, nobody has better traits maybe in the last couple years than Anthony Richardson. Right. I right. mean, there's just no argument. That's insane, it's, right? It's insane. Now, yeah. he really does need that year, yeah. and I hope he gets it because – he wasn't consistent at Florida. He opens the the season against Utah and, and plays great. He's on the radar. I told I well I had producer Pete. I was going. I don't know this Richardson kid. And then the next week, I can't remember who they play. They play like South Florida. Yeah, yeah. And Pete texted me like halfway through the third quarter. He's like, "Wait, you like this Richardson kid?" And he was like, eight for twenty seven." Right. Yeah. I mean, so you're like, "Oh man, okay." He's a little all over the place. He has the Utah game, and I remember I did radio that week. I think it was serious, and they're asking me about him, and and I'm like, "Listen, he when you're." That big, and you could throw it a mile, and you could run, and you know, big recruit. I was like, he can go in the top ten, and they're like, whoa, we didn't even know about him before this. Then he's bad for the next two weeks. I'm, I'm like, yeah. I like hide in a cave <laughs> yeah. somewhere. Now we're back to the process, and he's yeah. back in the top yeah, ten. Yeah, he might right. go top five. So, <laughs> so we, we ride that roller coaster here on Chris Sims Unbutton a lot of times. Yeah, where, it's you know, a wild you get that two week period where it's like, oh, clickbait. Why'd you say that? Yes. Just trying to get attention, and then yeah, sometimes they come around. Yeah, well, and right. that could be applied. And I, I want to get back to the quarterbacks in a second. But Tyree Wilson, he's he's gonna. He could go above Will Anderson because of traits. Yeah. Like that, right. that is something I consistently hear. So yeah. it goes back to the traits convo. Quarterback, though, Richardson is the traits guy. You're, you're going to like him a lot, Chris, obviously. Stroud is, Stroud is interesting to me. He, yeah. He's really the like prototypical NFL quarterback. Right. He's right. big, he's a pocket passer. I've seen a lot of people kind of compare him to Jared Goff a little bit, but he's a better athlete, obviously, than Definitely, Jared Goff. Yeah. What I like about Stroud and Indy. He was very vocal about. I know I can run more. I agree, and I'm like, that's Great. what I was telling him. Yeah, you, right. you, you know that. Like, right. and you unlock that part uh-huh. of the game. You don't. You don't need to be Lamar Jackson, but you threaten and pull linebackers up on right. the move. Right. That's going to make throwing down the field or at the second level of the field easier for you. And he's great at that. I, I know. So and, Chris, I'm with I, you. I think he's t- hit the tip of the iceberg here. It's his potential to, to do those type of things. I'm uh, agreed with you. There. Yeah. And I, I love that he was confident to throw at the combine. Yeah, I know people like hate that old man scouting kind of stuff. I love it. I, I look at it and go, you know, and Bryce didn't throw. Bryce came in heavier. I think, you know, I don't think he plays at over 200 pounds. No way, right? I, no. I think 194, he, 192. Yeah. On That's a good what I day. said to Ahmed. Yeah. I said midway through the year, there's no way he's 200 pounds. No way as the I, year wears him out and things. No, he was not playing at that yeah. throughout college. Um, so, I mean, yeah, Stroud is is what teams look for. Le- Levis, the film, is like this. Yeah. 
And he had turmoil, players left, coaching staff changes. But yeah, the that's film what I mean. is the, the te- film. Yeah, the film was the film. The team was not a great support just from no. my, qu- my quick look at it so far. No. he. I mean, there's a lot of times he's in a muddy pocket. Yeah, right. And, and I heard you say it, Chris, and I'm with you. He doesn't care. He yeah. will play in a muddy pocket, yeah. which you like. But I, I do think there's a, a little bit more risk with Levis. Right. There's obviously risk with any quarterback prospect. But I, I'll tell you, when you – Put all the risk in, right? And I think Bryce is the best quarterback out right. of all of them, but has a huge – he's a size outlier that we've yeah. never seen. Yeah. You can't use Kyler Murray. He's not Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is one of the most electric athletes we've ever seen play that's the sport. Three rockets in his ass, no doubt about uh, it. Yeah, that's yeah. not Bryce. Yeah. So – That's well, where I think it's very interesting. You're it right. is very interesting. Stroud he's has a pocket quarterback. Question, question marks, and he plays in the pocket. Yeah. Stroud has the least amount of question marks. Like Richardson and Levis are toolsy guys that it's going to take a little bit – Bryce has the size thing. Yeah. Stroud, I mean, where are my questions, right? You'd like to see him run a little bit more. Right. You'd like to see him be more athletic. Right. I get that. Yeah. And I heard you say But you've say seen this, him Amin. do it, so you're like, yeah. oh, he can do it. So, yeah, I, I, I yes. hear you. I Play know. Consistent, consistent in big moments. I agree yeah. with you on that. You'd like to see even more of that. But I, I really think he, he's going to go in the top three to five picks because you look at him and go, he could play today. Yeah. We know what we're getting. You have to have the right infrastructure. Like, you put him – with Frank Reich and Josh McCown, that Carolina offensive line that I think is going in the right direction, I would love to see him in Carolina. And they they, they are exploring a move up, so we'll see if that happens. That, that's that's I mean, the spot. Well, Levis and Stroud are going to be the ones that are looking for the prototypical pocket quarterback. Yep. That, their value is going to go up because of this right now. Because yeah. like we like he, like Connor said, you know, we have this conversation. There's going to be a handful of teams just like with Kyler Murray. They're just going to go. He's too small for us. I, I don't care how fast he is. He just, he's just he's not board. for us. He's yeah. not for us. That's not what we want a quarterback. So what I'm hearing is you are wondering how much Chris will fall in love with the potential of a guy like Richardson over what we know about Stroud. Yeah. And That's the question for the Chris Sims top It, it definitely is, and, and Chris is never afraid to use projection, which is what scouts do. A lot of people make rankings or opinions off of what they see, and that's one way to do it, and – it goes both ways. Sometimes you hit like that. Sometimes yeah, you yeah. Sure. It goes back. I mean, like when you were projecting Mahomes and right. Josh Allen, like right. those were you know bullseyes in a sense of when it hits. That's what teams are going to look at with Richardson. You go because everybody's like, how do you compare him to anybody? Yeah, Body yeah. type. It's like Dante Culpepper. Right. That's what you got. It's yeah. like okay, but you try to compare now the league today. Can you get a Josh Allen level player where there's going to be bad decisions yeah. and there's going to be. Pl- but the explosive plays outweigh the bad. Exactly. And that body type can take hit after hit after hit. And, and guys don't want to hit those guys. That's the difference. Like, people don't realize that. Defenders are looking at this, too. Nickel blitz on Bryce Young. What do you think is happening? Nickel blitz on oh, Anthony Richardson. No doubt about it. It's, it's, it's just a, a different story. business decision. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Corral him in so one of my defensive linemen can figure this out. Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, well, he's the size of a defensive lineman. They're going to even be happy with that. But, yeah, Cam used to wear people out in the fourth quarter yeah. with the yeah. quarterback design runs. You go, oh, look at him. Wearing them out, running up the middle, lowering even with the his Patriots, shoulder. Late in his uh, career. No doubt about it. Exactly right. Yeah. But I think you're right. He's a, pro- he's a little bit of a project. He did not get to play a ton in college football. I would probably be looking at him and go, yeah, he needs to develop a year or two, sit behind somebody, whatever yeah. that may be. All right, here's one last thing with Bryce Young. What's like – here's the other thing. Like, you said it right. I feel the same way just with a little I've seen. So he's a natural at the position. Yeah. He really knows how to play quarterback. Is there one specific trait, though, we talk about where mm-hmm. we like traits. It's not always an end-all, be-all. But does he have one thing in his game where you go – you know what, Chris? You're going to see it's phenomenal when you turn it turn it on. Yeah, his brain, his and, brain. and it yeah, translates yeah. to anticipation. Yeah, I know. like there's That's tight. What I, I mean, yeah. tight windows in the SEC mean something. Yeah, and he makes them. Yeah, he makes any. 
You know, it's so funny when people ask, well, how does his size limit him? And I go, it doesn't. His size, the problem is, what is it going to be after NFL hits? Yeah. That's what worries me. He plays in the pocket and sees the field. Mm-hmm. So that's wildly impressive to make those tight window throws. Uh, it's, you know, he's not, he's not true Breeze, obviously. He's not true Breeze. But when you watch Breeze play, he knows where the ball is going almost before anybody else in the yeah, entire right, building. Right. Where, and that's Bryce. Bryce always knows where – he knows how to layer those throws. The deep arm talent is okay. It's good enough. But the intermediate, that 10 to 18 yards, is just money yeah, over and looks over like again. It, it is. And, and that'll jump out to you where you go, oh, this is why somebody would take him and say, if we can protect him, he, I mean, he could play at a high. There's no waiting. Like, yeah. I don't have any questions no, about no, his he's translation. Ready. He's right. ready to go. Right. And, and that's something we see translate it's in the long-term. NFL time and time again. Right. I mean, that was the trait with Joe Burrow. Yeah. You know, that's the trait with a lot of the higher-end guys that are ready to roll in the league. So yeah. it, it, it does matter a lot. Yeah. Long-term, can he throw it down the middle like we talked about? Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, you know, Kyler Murray, the numbers bear it out. They don't, they don't love the middle of the field always. Quarterbacks who are taller than them have a hard time sometimes. Well, it is. It is. The, and this is why I was going to go off of what Connor year. said, right? The NFL is even different than the SEC in that manner, right? I mean, you could play a team some weeks, like the New York Giants. They played the Bear front. There's three defensive tackles in front of you all game long, and there's not going to be pass rush lane. Like yeah. in Alabama, he's getting, wait, there's a lane so I can see between the tackle and the guard, and there's nobody there. You know, he's going to get in some games where they're going to go, no, this team's got big people, and you don't have the Alabama advantage of the offensive line being awesome, right? And you're going to have people around you. The pocket's going to get small. You're going to have people in your face. And that's where the projection comes into where I want to try to see and find evidence of that, yeah. right? Yeah. When Georgia, you know, when they collapsed the packet, how many times that he was able to make a throw downfield with people around him or he didn't have a clear picture or whatever. You know, those are the things that, yeah, we all have to kind of figure out as we go here with, with Bryce Young. You think he hurt himself, helped himself, made no difference by not participating at the Combine? I would call it a push. I, yeah. I would think the weight was important. I think I this is brutal to say. I think it's fake. Like, I don't – he's not, I'm with he, you, too. He's not playing at 204. No way. Like, yeah. it, I'm with, I said the same thing in this morning yeah. with Florio. I said he's not 204. No, anybody that's competing in a sport where there's weigh-ins related knows the – fluctuation of it it's insane what you can do why am in the day he runs at alabama if you can which he might not let you and he i don't think he will no because he's gonna be 190 and he's gonna want to run four five and he's not gonna do it yep so that was a okay thing it's it's somewhere he needed to go and he checked that box not doing anything and then you know you you have on the broadcast and stroud and richardson and levis are out there are, are throwing the ball around and look amazing i mean you're out of the spotlight in a quarterback class so no i think it didn't hurt him but you just wonder about those little things sometimes. It's a push. I'm with him. Yeah. What do you why? What are you going to say? For me, that I was going to say, for me, he might end up being the third quarterback taken, right, by not participating. But even if he had participated, it's not like his traits are what make him stand out, right? I mean, throwing to wide open receivers. That, that's the point. Right. He had nothing to win, I don't think, by this. Right. Instead of, all, instead of us just going... Oh, well, look at him right after C.J. Stroud. His arm's not as good as Stroud. Oh, look at him. He doesn't look like C.J. Stroud or Will Levis does in their like, together. Right, exactly. That's so real all those things didn't play in his favor yeah. in this department. So, yeah, he's going to wait till he's on the field by himself in his environment and doesn't have to have like, oh, I threw a B-minus out route. Oh, shit, here comes fucking Stroud throwing a 100-mile-per-hour yep. fastball and makes me not look like I'm the first pick of the draft. And then people start to go, you know how it works. We're really going to take Bryce Young. He throws the floater out route and C.J. Stroud's throwing. So he had nothing to gain from it. you know. Yeah. And I think that's 
It was smart. I understand him doing that all the way. All right. As we learn more and more about these quarterbacks, including their first names sometimes, you know, this is going to make it more difficult because I think we have a soundbite from Anthony Richardson in talking about some of the comparisons of other quarterbacks from NFL's past. Do we have that, Pete and Kristen? Uh, growing up, it was always Cam Newton for me. Uh, but then when I got to high school, just seeing how dynamic Lamar was, uh, I tried to implement both of those guys uh, in my life. And uh, I started calling myself Cam Jackson in 11th grade. You know, <laughs> just trying to make big plays, you know. So uh, just Cam Newton and, and Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I just a little bit of uh, Lamar and a little bit of Cam. Just the two greatest runners we've ever seen at quarterback. Take the ever. best from Lamar, take the best from Cam, and then you you have me. Uh, I think we have their combine results here too. But I mean, you've, we've already talked about it here. But just physically, it seems like he. You're such an average athlete, Cam Newton. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with you? It's, it's like what else could did he? I mean, it's just like uh, even even we knew this was going to be the case. He was going to jump. He was going to be a combine star. But Connor, what he did there that wasn't even surpassing most of the even optimistic suggestions absolutely i mean there's nothing to draw it to right that that jump right there you talk about explosive acceleration when you're making the decision to go from thrower to runner i mean he's bigger than all the linebackers that play in college right Right, now and we'll get to that conversation you watch every linebacker in this class besides jack campbell and they're all 225 yeah so that's problem number one right especially when you roll out of the pocket and it's a will linebacker it's not a mike linebacker it's a lot different so he's hard to tackle the way he gets the top speed is insane. He could throw the ball a mile. I mean, it's scary. It's yeah. really scary. If he finds – he doesn't need to be consistent. If he finds mediocrity, right, if he's like a mediocre in, you know, in terms of consistency, he's going to be a problem because yeah. the ability off the script or the designed runs that we see – Right, like we, Justin Fields-ish like yeah. we're talking about. I mean, what the Eagles do in the sneak situation with Jalen Hurts yeah. – Anthony Richardson could probably get five yards in this right. situation. It's, it's insane. Yeah, it's he's, insane. he's a freak show. He's, he's, um, his arm is out of this world good. I mean, when he makes some throws, you just go, well, there's only like five or six people that can make that throw right there. Now, he could miss four screen passes in a exactly. row. Exactly. That, that's the problem. He's got he's to continue to tinker and toy with this motion, Ahmed. You know, we talk about this all the time. His, his – you know, to to use a parallel maybe to golf, like his back swings just got too much movement in it. There's too much floppiness in his arm. He's got to learn how to use his body throwing it. Like you guys still saw the motion and, and yeah. check it out as you watch it a little as, over the next few weeks. It's very arm goes by itself, which is a great thing in a lot of ways because he has a really flexible arm. So it tells me it's going to last the test of time. But within that sometimes – you forget to be the mechanical machine and you use your body. Like there was a few throws, short throws, where he doesn't even know how to do it other than just throw it with his arm yeah. where I'm going to go, oh, no, if you saw you know, Burrow or Mahomes or some of them, they're going to get their body in a position and just do it with their body, and the arm's going to have to do very little. He's still got some of the stuff there that he's got to work on for sure. I knew this was going to happen. We could go seven hours yeah. with yeah. Connor here on set. But I, I just real quick hitters. Yeah, Chris said that he liked the guy from UCLA, Dorian Thompson Robinson, also yeah. said uh, Clayton tuned from Houston, like his motion, yeah. Tennessee. Any of the other quarterbacks that stand out to you? From the I mean, I, I, people are going to talk about Tanner McKee because yeah. he's your standard pocket passer. Right. He was a big time recruit. Um, Threw it nice. Standard. Yeah, he, he can he can really hit any level of the field pretty easily. Yeah. You got to keep him upright. I, I think he's got kind of slow feet. So. Looks like it just in and yes, what I saw from the workout. Yeah. So when you look at him, he's gonna. People are going to go, okay, where is he on the spectrum of you know Glennon to Flacco? Is that, he, I mean, has he got more physical ability than? 
Davis Mills throwing the football? I think so. Yeah, it looked I, like I, it to me. I think so, but it just right. comes down to, once again, can he move? Is yeah. he going to be able to play out of structure at all? I mean, he's right. not going to be out of structure quarterback, right. but when they didn't protect him, things got a little sloppy there. But in terms of just the arm talent right. and the uh, mechanics for a bigger guy, it's there to be a project quarterback, yeah. I think, later on. And you talk about Dorian Thompson-Robinson. I mean, he started five years for UCLA. He catches my eye. He got better. He's a really good runner. He came in muscled up, which was good to right. see because he, he wants to play quarterback and he will play quarterback. Yeah. He fits in that mold of, you know, it's interesting, Baltimore's in this transition period, so it's hard to say it. But when Baltimore was always looking for backups for Lamar, uh-huh. he's right. in that exact yeah, mold where you, you take him and go, that's the system you yeah, throw him because he could do what we ask. He could be a, maybe a bigger Tyrod Taylor or whatever. Exactly. I mean, yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, that's he intrigues me. He does. Out of the top-level guys that we hit on, he's the next guy that I look at to go – because of what he said. First off, he was taller than I was expecting him to measure Same. at. I thought he was like 5'11", I thought he was going to be too. Yeah. So that made me look at him a little differently. You know, like he said, he's played the position a lot, right? And when I just, a little, I have seen, he made some, you know, high-level NFL throws too. So, yeah, I'll be interested to see with him. Um, we got to hit on just a few of the pass rushers, right? Okay, let's you start. Let's start yeah, with, for the first there. time. Right. Connor gets to hear this song with us. We're going to give out Big Butt Awards for the Combine. Of course we are. Oh, (laughs) baby. I'm Big Butt, so we cannot lie. Big Butt of the Week. Time to give some love to these big guys. Some touches. A couple sacks, forced fumble. He's a butt-ting superstar. Give it to him, Ahmed. One butt cheek. And this is why you're the big butt expert of the world right now. <laughs> and you go way back with Chris. And oh, yeah, so know you the, know yep. oh, Chris's yeah. love of checking out the bodies of these professional yeah, athletes, you correct? You got to have a base. You got to. Strong right. base. Yeah. That's What's the max squat? N- yep. Nobody was looking at Lawrence Taylor's pecs. I can just tell you that. <laughs> they, they weren't that good to look at. But you looked at his damn hamstring and his butt, and you went, oh, damn, that's what makes Lawrence Taylor right there. So these players, for the first time, had the opportunity to win the Elephant Big Butt wow. Award, right? Wow. They haven't even gotten yeah. into the NFL yeah. yet. Right. Normally, that's an honor reserved to people who have made it into the NFL already. But no, so I'm going to give it edge to Will Anderson. Great. Um, we didn't see a whole lot from him at the Combine, but I did see enough in the interview with you and Mike Florio. Where it's just like you instantly like that guy. And you can see how he can be a leader and kind Agreed. of. And Nick Saban loved him at Alabama. So I was like, let's give him the big butt. His legs and butt are amazing. Okay, good. Just so you know. It good matches, to so don't worry. I saw it in person and even just during the workout itself. Like, you know, again, he's kind of gotten lost in the shuffle here because of some of the freakier workouts it's here. so true. Right? So, like, off of uh, Ahmed's big butt with, with uh, Will Anderson here, give us, like, a little scouting report yes. on Will Anderson. Well, it's funny when we talk about the one six one ten yard, which is a really good number. Yeah, right. Better the than no- Khalil Max. Yeah, exactly. Right. But the numbers are so freaky right now that that's, like, a 75th percentile. So he, it's man. insane. So he's better than, like, three-quarters of our combine numbers. Right. And then you go to, you know, some other guys that we'll get into, like, Diaby and Adeboire, and they're just out of this world. Right. So, Good numbers for Will Anderson. The production is just insane. I mean, he was so good two years ago that I truthfully thought if he wanted to sit out this year, and I'm yeah. glad he didn't, yeah. he had that kind of leverage. Yeah. That's how good of a player he was. He said that in your interview. Yeah, I know. You go, was there any thought, because Mike asked, was there any thought about sitting out your Sugar Bowl right. game? He was like, well, if I was going to do that, I would have sat out the whole year. He's right. just not that kind of guy. Yeah. He loves football. Everybody loves being around him. He was bigger than I thought at the Combine. When yeah. you look on film, he's got that narrow waist, right. the way he wears his uniform. Right. He's just... 
He's trim right there, but he's got big legs. He's got that big upper body. He can turn the corner. He's got a great first step. Yeah. He, he shoots gaps and makes these explosive plays against the run game. If he was just a little bit better, and maybe it's because of the urgency and the overplaying plays, uh, tackling, his numbers would be out of this world. And they're really, really good. He misses tackles a lot, uh, honestly, which is really interesting. interesting. Mm. Yeah, he, he, if he starts flipping a couple of those to making the tackles, I mean, the plays are nuts. But once again, his hand usage, when you come out of Alabama, the way you're coached with your hands, it's ready yeah, to go. Yeah, they're more advanced. Yeah, though. he can counter. He could swipe hands away. Once again, he has the flexibility to turn. He can work the inside. He could chop down hands. He's got speed to power. Will Anderson's such he a good player. He does have speed to power. He's he, got he, that. He does. He, I mean, that's probably his calling card, right? True. true I mean, we're talking he's going to be a true 4-3 weak side DN to you? Or is, I, I do you think, think there's so. some stand-up ability? Yes. Do you think he, he might be like a Michael Parsons a little here where he does both? He can do both. Because his plays off the ball are so good. Right. That's what's insane. Yeah. Now, every team that drafts guys like that in the top five, they want him to come in and just rush, 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 have 12 sacks, all of that. But he can do off the ball things. You can have him peel back and cover. Like, that's the kind of player he is because he's so smart and he's athletic enough and he's got the size. So, I mean, he's just a kind of rare dude. It's funny how lost in the shuffle he is in this class because of all the quarterbacks and Jalen Carter uh, with how good he is, but right. also his problems. So, I mean, Will Anderson is maybe the safest player in the entire draft because he's just so balanced against the run and against the pass. Danga uh, V, Danga V on Twitter says, with the issues around Jalen Carter, like you mentioned, is Tyree Wilson going to be the first defensive player taken in the draft, specifically at number three to the Cardinals, so Tyree Smith, Texas Tech, projected top 10, but what about first defensive player? Yeah, the number one thing I came out with the combine was how much Arizona loves him, and they are really considering, everybody thinks the draft is going to go quarterback, quarterback. The Bears Mm -hmm. are going to trade. If it's not the Texans flipping, then it's quarterback, quarterback. So then the Cardinals are sitting there. They got this Swiss cheese defense that needs to be rebuilt right now, and then you go, okay, well, who are we going to take? Jalen Carter's going through it right now. There's a lot of issues there. Still the most gifted player in the draft, but there's just a lot to unpack. And I don't think Arizona's willing to take that kind of risk, as I hear it right now. So it's Will Anderson and Tyree Wilson. Well, they certainly can use a pass rusher, a D lineman. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Anything along the front is going to help the Cardinals. Exactly. And you watch Tyree Wilson. What's crazy about his production, he he really has no idea almost what he's doing right now, and he's still really good. Right. Like, that's scary to me. Arms down to the ground. He's he's gigantic. He's so fast. He runs through guards. Yeah. Like, what edge the defender is coming on a stunt and throwing a guard 10 yards away. That That sounds like you're almost talking about the guy who was number one pick last year a little bit in Trayvon Walker, where it's like a crazy freaky strength for an edge rusher. Yep. Right. Exactly. Not totally potential filled, fulfilled there as a rusher. But I think he's a better rusher. You think he's a better pick Walker was coming out. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, He just, he utilizes his length. For a big guy, he does understand leverage okay. pretty well. And his run and chase, whether it's off the tackle or in the middle of the play, is just insane. So I would still take Will Anderson at three. But I have legitimately heard that Arizona is its not—it's far from a lock. It's actually more of a 50-50 debate if it comes down to those two. Yeah, that's interesting. Because he's the traitsy guy. It goes right. back to that. He's bigger than Will yeah, Anderson. He's right. probably more explosive than right. Will Anderson. So there's potential there for, yeah, that maybe pro day, be something better or greater or whatever. Yeah. So that's where teams fall in love with it. That pro day is going to have some jaws hit the floor. Right. And if you're Tyree. in a 3-4 type of defense, he could he's can probably fill more roles than yes. you know a guy like uh, Will Anderson can. I, he could stand. He could put his hand in the dirt. Right. I mean, he's probably strong enough to play five technique. Really, he really is. Right? It's, it's be insane. that long. It's thirty-five inch arms. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. insane. Now, I thought about maybe giving the uh, big butt award to the Georgia Edge guy, Nolan Smith, for what he did in the forty. What was a four-three-nine? That's right. 
Insane again. Insane. Put him at running back. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, the, everybody you heard talking about him before the process was a lot like I heard, kept hearing Hassan Reddick. And then, you know, you get you know, Hassan Reddick, I think the world of him. And then he gets on the field and goes through a workout where puts Hassan Reddick to shame almost. <laughs> it really. Almost like, you know, Will uh, Anthony Richardson's did to Cam Newton almost. So you're like, wow. But, all right, so this Nolan Smith guy, I mean – so, number one recruit in his class in 2019 gotcha. gets to Georgia. Incredible character. Right. I mean, when you hear him speak, it's like, think of the, the talent Georgia's had in that front seven of these national title runs. Trayvon Walker, um, the linebacker that went to Green Bay in the first round last year. Yeah, Walker. Uh, yep. Yeah, Quay Walker. Quay Walker. Right. N'Kobe Dean. N'Kobe Dean. Jalen Carter. It's right. just bananas. Jordan right. Davis. Jordan, Jordan Davis. Davis. Right. Nolan Wyatt, Smith. Devon Wyatt. It, it's or, De- yeah. Devontae Wyatt. Wyatt. Insanity. I know. And Nolan Smith is the vocal guy. Right. Like, he's the guy people follow. He's wow. the leader. I mean, he is that dude. And that speaks volumes of the kind of character he has. He's obsessed with football. He's a, a he's a what 99th percentile athlete. Like you don't get a lot of those guys just walking around on earth. Here's the thing with Nolan Smith. He's an edge pass rusher that's under 240 pounds. His plays off the ball against the run are his best plays. Yeah. He, he still has not figured out rushing yet. He's still not a polished rusher. He does, he ha- plays with a lot of power. He actually doesn't play with enough, I think, flexibility and overall speed mm. for his body type. And, right. and, and maybe he figures that out, right. which is the Reddick situation. Yeah. But I think he can come in and be really good off the ball, set the edge. Everybody's going to look at him and go, he's oh, 238, he's not going to be an edge setter. No, he is. He's a tough guy right. in there. You just wonder, he had the torn pectoral this year. It, do you get beat up with that play style in the front seven of the NFL at that size? That's He's mm. a great athlete. He's going in the first round. He's inc- his character is incredible. He can come in and be your team leader by year two. All of those things. You just want a little bit more as a pass rusher, and you need that body type to hold up. Yeah, so he's going to be stand-up linebacker, situational pass rusher, it sounds I, like I you think, think so. early on. I really I know, do. Some of the clips I've seen, and I've studied him at nothing so far, yeah. he looks like he's – I mean, of course, the first step's real. Yep. He looks like he has bend. He does. It's like all he can there. Do it. It's right. all there. You're just like, why is this not on a down by down basis? More, right. Uh, and he's a four year player. So I felt like coming into this year, I was like, ah, oh, Nolan Smith's going to be a top ten pick. And gotcha. He got hurt late in the year, so that that obviously is a downer. Yeah. But I just maybe my expectations. Number one recruit profile, lead athletic profile. You wanted more. Like you wanted him to be Will Anderson. Yeah. And gotcha. he's, he's just not there. He's gotcha. just, You know, a couple steps below. Couldn't have gotten much more from the combine for my defensive tackle big butt award winner from Pittsburgh. In the mold of Aaron Donald, and a lot of comparisons now. Uh, Kalija Kansi, Kalija, is that what you're That's how I had it. But I, could, I hope I'm not wrong. I'm not sure if I'm right yeah. either, but we'll learn as we go. Yeah. Uh, but he does have a big butt award here because his 40 yard dash was 4.67. That was a combine record for a defensive tackle. Aaron Donald's was 4.68 back in 2014. So there you see uh, the comparison size wise. Now, I don't think they're, you know, hand size. Okay, so. Cansey's hands are smaller, so i got to yeah. knock him down a couple Nobody of yeah, yeah, yeah. Knock that's, him down a runner. What do you mean no one cares? Well, he was taller than everybody thought, right? That was yeah, I was worried thing. he wasn't six feet yeah, tall. Most people, it sounded like, thought he was going to be like 5'11 and change, so to yeah. be 6'1 is good for him. Nine inches, could he be quarterback with uh, those hands? I guess. That's a you know, close call. That's a, that's yeah, he better grip call. the ball a certain way, right? <laughs> he had to do that. Uh, this guy classifies, though, under one of the guys where I'd go, watch Pitt early in the year a few times and went, it was like, who the fuck's number eight? Who's number eight? Wrecking Who shit. is this guy? And he's built like a brick shit house, yep. right? 
I mean, phenomenal. So you weren't shocked to see this. I just TV scouting. I kept going. Nobody oh, can block man. this guy. He's nobody. Be an NFL star. No, I love this dude. He he is now. He's not for everybody right. because he's smaller. Right. And if you don't, you know. If you have size thresholds on your D tackles, he's yeah. going to be off that, your That's board. the amazing thing. It's like you're, he's smaller. He's the same size as Aaron Donald, but Aaron Donald is considered small. Definitely. Exactly. I, it, it, he's going to get the Donald comps because of the size, the testing, um, the school, of course. It, I think Sheldon Rankin's kind of player, yeah, right? Okay, sure. Yeah, Sheldon sure. Rankin's Grady Jarrett, yeah. that kind of mold. And, right. But it, the film is just nuts. I mean, he's for so long it was you know Jalen Carter, Brian Brzee, and then figure it out. And no, it's Jalen Carter, Kalaja Kansi, right. and then Brzee because right. Kansi – just wrecks every single game. Yeah. They let him do a lot of different things. He does rush on the interior. He does rush on the edge. He does. They do a lot of stunts over yeah, there. Yeah, they do. He had this play against – it was a smaller school, so take it with a grain of salt, but I've never seen this on tape. It was almost like a UFC jump punch, but instead he did a double swat, and the guard, he, the guard goes down – and I think he throws the running back in to tackle the quarterback. And I'm just – it's like one of those plays <laughs> I where I feel you, like I've seen the highlight. I think you, I know what you're talking you about. You just watch it, and you're like, I've never seen this on a football field. Yeah. Maybe a handful of times. Right. So he, he plays with his hair on fire. He's just a total wrecking machine. And everybody goes, well, how can you hold up against the run at that size? Because you can't get hands on him. Yeah, right. He's just shoot, if you want a two-gapper – And with the low center of yeah. gravity, too, they can't be moved as easily as everybody exactly. thinks. Exactly. His yeah. leverage is unbelievable. Right, right. But if you want a two-gapping D-tackle, like, that's not your guy, and that's your fault if yeah. you ask him to do that. Yeah. If you want to shoot the gap, get upfield, beat the man, figure out the rest later, I mean, this dude is just a machine. Yeah, he makes sense in a Jets type of defense. So, that solid know, front four right. where they, the responsibilities are a little less. Right. It's no thinking, it's Go a lot of Go through that doing. gap, that's all we want you to do. Win that gap, Ex- that's all there is. Exactly. All right, so Carter, Cansey, Brzee, yep. right? Those are three for sure. First round D tackles. I think Brzee's going to be close. It'll and be close. Okay. He's had a lot of things go wrong in his life where you feel bad. His, right. his sister passed away this mm, year. Yeah. He had, a, I think, a kidney infection. The, that's another dude, like superstar recruit, flashes at 300 pounds where you're like, what? Yeah. But then, once again, you know, you put all those things aside, which are, are fair excuses in life, right? Yeah. But. He got thrown down on the ground by Darnell Wright from Tennessee a lot. He mm. didn't take over games the way you'd hoped. And okay. the Clemson guys kind of left me feeling that way. Like, Miles Murphy, you love what you see. Like, physically, you just wanted more on tape all the time. Right. So, And they play Trenton Simpson, their linebacker, in the middle of the field. He'll be yeah. much better outside at the next level. But I think, Brzee, it's going to be close. I, yeah. I think more top of the second round right now. I liked, Okay, that's good to hear. Yeah. I liked his body and yeah. seeing it in person. Oh, yeah. I definitely did. The other Miles Murphy, I did not love his body. Okay, you know, I will say he's a big guy, but I didn't love the overall body. And that, and I haven't studied him yet. And it'll leave you wanting more. It, it will. Yeah. Okay. So we'll we'll see where that goes. All it was, right. It, it was interesting in the interview with him. I'm a Syracuse guy. I went to Syracuse, and you asked him like, who who gave you trouble? And he named a Syracuse running back and a Syracuse offensive lineman. Bergeron and, would be the lineman. And I was like, ooh, I was I was like. We, yeah. weren't, we weren't that great yeah. this year. I was like, yeah, that's, that's almost a red flag. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, but the running back supposedly is, is supposed to be like Sean freaky Tucker. fast, right? He is. Yeah. yeah, Sean Tucker has really good film. He he's did not a, run this weekend, right? No, I think he's been dealing with an injury. He's dealing he with was hurt at the right? end of okay. last year. Yeah. 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 It, was, it yeah. got a little strange, too, because he wasn't used at times. I don't know if there was an injury that they weren't talking about Yeah, I'd like to year. unpack what went on there. Well, these divas from Syracuse, let me just tell you. They're not easy to deal with. I've heard. I deal with Matthew Berry. Oh, you and we both dealt with Lefko, and now we're 
dealing with Ahmed. Everywhere we go, it's and just, we've, yeah. I've had Mike Tirico, so Syracuse. We so are everywhere. Every, you guys are like yeah. the U back in yeah. like the early nineties. Exactly. That's who you are. Exactly. Yeah. Three out of every five broadcasters <laughs> are from Syracuse, <laughs> and then it's every like the yeah. oddballs that just come out of no, like off the street, like me. We're like <laughs> we're like Georgia defensive players. We're yes. everywhere yeah, yeah, in the yeah. NFL. That's it. All right. Uh, since we're talking about running backs, we should talk about the Texas guy, Rijon Robinson. Yeah. What'd you think of him? I mean, he's unbelievable. He's he's every bit as good of a prospect as Saquon was coming out. If you want to think max, like max for Bijan Robinson, I think of the two years Todd Gurley had with McVay, where he almost had four thousand yards combined in those right. two years, where McVay would motion him out to the slot and have him run outside zone and inside zone and, and the screens and, and, and screen game. Yeah. Like he never had to come off the field and right. he got the ball. It felt like yeah, seven he can do times everything. A series. This kid. Yeah. That's Bijan Robinson. Right. Hmm. He, um, is he, he as explosive as them? You think he's as fast? Like as ex- like I thought he was going to run a better forty times. So that's I was right where I, I kind of thought he would. You be. did okay. Yeah, I think he's better at creating his own space, and it's hard to get a hand on him. He's got a good body where he can run through arm tackles. No doubt about it. He's got enough juice for the home run. It's, yeah. it's not you know we saw Brees Hall coming out last year. And it's Kenneth not Walker. That. It's right. not that. Right. But he's so polished everywhere else. It yeah. just doesn't matter. He'll yeah. catch the ball. He'll block. Yeah. Um. It want, another guy with just incredible mental. Because he's a pro. He might be the best running back in football two years in a row really in yeah. college football I yeah mean, it's not pretty different i mean are we talking that, top yeah. five guy though so much I don't debate think so about anymore oh, i don't think don't. so that 40 it, concerned you i don't know no no i just don't think it will i just think the state of the league won't draft him that oh, high yeah, yeah. but yeah, he's been talked it. about i mean even though i mean all these draft guys caveat every time they're like i know i know, I know running backs aren't taken high in the first yeah. round but we still think he's a top five guy i think his ceiling would be the eagles at 10 i don't think he makes it goes anywhere before that hmm I think realistically, you're looking more at the end of round one. Yeah, Maybe the Bucks at 19. Like, well, would shock I, me. I said what you said. Yeah. You know, the Eagles have a fuck you pick. Th- so that's the that's, that's, that's where the they difference. could. And I could see the Eagles if they decided to like trade down to 10 and they're like, you know, we'll take Bijan at 19 or 22 so, or something like that. Yes. Th- that's to me the team he's going to go to. Team that has a bunch of holes. They're going to go, ah, I don't want to do this at running back right now. We can't sell it we to, can't, it, to the it just, owner, to yes, the fans. Everything. To, yeah, you can't Eagles, do it. Eagles, uh, well, yeah, we got everything. Like, and this is, we put him with A.J. Brown and then De- Devontae Smith and Hurts oh, and their tight end and that so, line. It's crazy. Like, get out of here. It's, a, it's no fair. It's cheat code. So them, a team like that, maybe even the Bills at the end of the round. Yep. Like, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just yeah. that's that's the thought of at least the team I have. I don't think a team that's like we need a lot of pieces and we're picking number eight and we're gonna go with the running back. I don't see that happening. I always say like, who can afford this luxury, mm. right? And there's teams that just they yeah. can't afford that luxury. Be- and this is a decent running back class too, where they'll go, ah, we'll get one someone on mm-hmm. day two, you know, yeah. top of day three, right? Or yeah, round seven like Isaiah Pacheco last year. They, well, right? that, that's that's, that's the a model problem. everyone that's wants. That's the problem. That's the thing. That's the model everyone wants. But with Bijan, he's just so good that you're like, okay. Back to the Eagles. They're picking a 10, right? Yeah. That's probably where the last quarterback could go. So you can get out of that pick. And Howie stacks draft capital like no other person in football right now. You trade out of the pick. You get more assets. And then you could take Bijan wherever it was, 16, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So I, I'm with you, Chris. I think that's it for him. He's, he's not going in the top five to eight. Some people tell me, like, oh, what about Atlanta? Tyler Algier was really good very down the good. stretch last yeah, year. Very. And can Atlanta really go tight end in the top five, receiver yeah. in the top ten, then running back in the right. top ten? You can't, at some point, you got to get premium players. Definitely. So that yeah. comes down They, to they could too. use some defensive linemen and, and people on their front seven. A whole lot of defense. Way, right. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Yeah. All right, last thing before we go. Pass rushers, anybody else that, you know, is first round quality. Listen, we know about Will Anderson. Yep. You, you hit on him. We know Tyree Wilson. Yep. You know, another Clemson kid, Miles Murphy. You know, all in the, who's who's another guy or two where you go, they're going to sneak in the first round or their first rounders, not the D tackle from Pitt. I know he's going yep. there, but yep. just somebody we're not talking about or maybe we're missing here. Well, I think I don't think he's going to go in the first, but for me, I can consider sneaking him in would be BJ Ojolari from LSU. Yeah, he's okay. his brother. Right. I mean, he's got the best pass rush toolbox okay. almost out of anyone. You right. see everything. He's got the speed to win the outside corner. He knows how to counter inside. He constantly plays well with his hands. He's got excellent pursuit speed. He's a smart player. He wore the 18 at LSU. That's like, okay, this is the guy. That's yeah. how you have to earn that number at LSU. Right. So right. I think Ojolari will be that early second rounder and then five years will go by and be like why did Ojolari has eight to 12 sacks every year why did nobody care about him as a first round right. player that wouldn't shock me at all and then you look into once again you go back into the tools he guys like his Keon White from Georgia Tech yeah he's an old dominion right. transfer he got to old dominion as a tight end he converts to D end he goes to Georgia Tech he's never really had great coaching yeah he's he's 285 he's gonna run really well when he ultimately runs uh he's great against the run right the pass rush comes in flashes and some a coach will go oh well he's 285 he moves like that I can put him on the field because he plays the run yeah let's take him in the first round right so I think that's another guy mm. that you look at then you have all these just freak shows that are like on the outside looking in but what they like Adetomiwa Adabare from Northwestern right. I mean what is going to happen with him now we've never seen a guy at 282 pounds do the things he did and he killed everybody at the senior bowl so was he just on a bad defense at Northwestern? Like, why didn't anybody care about this yeah, guy right. until he got this spotlight right. and took off with it? You like that he's 282 because you could play him, honestly, from the seven all the way down to the three. I mean, that's just, you know, all the way off the tight end, off the tackle, off the guard, because he, he has this play strength to do it and the speed to do it. So, Atabari is going to be a fascinating process of nobody cared during the season. Right. And it was good. Yeah. The film's like, right. you go back into the film. And where's he lined up at? Three technique? DN? Where's he? Plays he, at? DN. he plays DN. Yeah. And right. He's, he's big. He's and is he stout. getting a rush around the edge or they ask him to play like head up, stop the run kind of? It's a little bit of everything. Yeah, okay. he, he doesn't get the green light right. that you see like some of these guys really yeah, get. It's right. a. In or, I mean, these Big Ten defenses are like, yeah. we're responsible and we stop the run. Yeah, and like, right. It's not flash. It's yeah. not, and that's okay. I yeah. mean, that's football in the right. NFL, to be so honest with you. So they're going to have to project that a little bit. Exactly. It's like Trayvon Walker last year. He didn't get to rush the passer a lot, and yep. you're, you know, that, that hurt people, or people didn't trust it. All right, so last thing, because I've said this three <laughs> times. Yaya Diaby yep. from Louisville, right? The body and the frame and the numbers just pop to me, okay? The 10-yard is like an Insane. alien. It's an alien. Right. Derek Hall from Auburn. Yeah. All right. Um, DJ Johnson, Oregon, Byron Young, Tennessee. I don't even know where these guys are in totality, but give me who's the best of that group right there. Or, 
That's a good one. So yeah. we did we did DJ Johnson, Yaya Diaby, uh, Byron Young, and who was Derek the Hall? Derek Hall is the best one. Is he the best? Derek one? Hall is the is the most accomplished one. He plays with a lot of power from Auburn. He right. just plays like a total maniac. Yeah. He makes plays all the time. He understands leverage. He can get underneath pads. He uses his leg strength. It's Derek Hall. The other three are this like wild card field, right? Diaby's first step, which is the ten yard, and right. how that translates is just out of this world, and you see it on film. You, you really, if you just teach him and DJ Johnson, like DJ Johnson's all speed to power, yeah. so you got to teach him a little bit more how to counter. Diabe, you'd like to see that first step translate to speed rushes more consistently, and I think he'll get there. Byron Young I'm fascinated by, right? So he's going to be a 25-year-old rookie. He's at Tennessee. He has no interest in high school. He moves to the state of Georgia and works at a Dollar General while trying to walk on at a JUCO, Georgia Military College. So he's just trying to make ends meet. He's an assistant manager at a Dollar General. He makes Georgia Military College JUCO as a walk-on after 18 months of just trying to make ends meet. He turns into like a top 10 recruit from the JUCO system and then goes to Tennessee, runs a little hot and cold, but the athleticism is insane. His ability to get off the ball, his pass rush ability. So for all the people that go, I don't, I don't take 25-year-olds, learn their story. Hmm. Like, it's not the same path for everybody. Right. So, and I get it. Teams will say, I'm not taking that guy in the first three rounds because he's old and he's raw. And we don't have till he's 28 to figure it out. Right. But it's a little different for him when you look at that kind of road. And when it's like Boye Mafe kind of explosiveness sure. from last year sure. with, with Young. So Damn. There, there, but there's times where he disappears right. because he doesn't know how to use his hands. He can get lost against power. He's just all speed, I think, right now. So I'm fascinated by him because that's, right. a, that's a draft path that you just don't see a lot. Yeah, definitely. Those guys all look like they have potential. I'm interested to see pass rushers, outside linebackers in 3-4, but the unique unique builds and, and what they did in the, the workout was pretty impressive. We're I like love this. 25 deep on edge this year. Yeah. It's, it's going to take a while to finish yeah. that group. Sounds yeah. like it. And they could all go in the first round from what it sounds <laughs> yeah, like. Oh, he's pretty good. Pretty first round talent. First round talent. Uh, this is great because you, you are reducing the amount of time that Chris has to think about some of this stuff. He's just like, all right, I'm going to defer to Connor. Uh, now I one. feel like I got a little like, I got a little like head start. That's the best part. Yeah, I, got, yeah. I got a little base now that when I watch, I can kind of know what to look for and what to expect a little and yeah. I'm less stressed out about it. <laughs> all right. As Chris likes to say, let's end with this one right here. Our Bet MGM Parlay Preview uh, they got the odds out there, currently updated after the combine, of who will go number one. So I guess we have the odds before and now after the combine. So before the combine, Bryce Young was the favorite, minus 120. And now he's become more of a favorite after the combine. That surprises me. I'm surprised by that. I am, too. I am, too. I, am I too. thought it would go the other way. I, I, I would think it's going to go the other way, too. And I'm going to bet that it does go the other way. I, I'm, I'm going to bet, and if I was sitting there right now, I'd go, if you want to make a little extra money, I would bet on C.J. Stroud right now. That would be the one that, you know, CJ's not odds, the obvious. Yeah, his odds went from plus 275 to plus 400, so they got worse. And went the other way. Now, Anthony Richardson from Florida went from plus 4,000 to plus 500. Now he's the third most likely choice. That, that's amazing. I don't see that happening. I don't think he's going to be the first choice of the draft. He's too raw. Uh, he has a lot of you know talent or explosive first pick type talent, but you're not. I don't think it's on the field yet. There, you know. I, I Will Anderson maybe, you know the Jalen Carter thing. I still again it's a misdemeanor. We'll see where this goes. I still wouldn't put that out of this you know the stretch of the imagination. Tyree Wilson, those are other ones that could creep into this. I just feel like after the weekend when oh when. Bye. And again, I have no inside info or anything. 
But I just feel like it's less likely that Bryce Young will be the first pick of the draft. That's just the way I feel. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying Bryce Young deserves that or anything. I'm just saying by the feel, by what I saw there, by what I saw from the other quarterbacks, I, I, I'll be interested to see what happens. Me too. Here's yeah. the variable. Who, yeah. who picks number one? I know. That's why yeah, that board right. looks like that. Because you can, like Chris Ballard, the GM of the Colts at four, if the Colts go up to one, Ballard is traditionally a traits guy. Like that, he loved Josh Allen the year he was coming out. So is, he, right. is Bryce too small for him? And yeah. then they defer to Stroud. Right. Anthony Richardson can be a tough sell as the number one overall pick because everybody plays as the number one overall pick. So I agree with you, Chris. I think yeah. that's still a long shot. Yeah, so you too. have to really fall in love with the guy. To move up to number one, it seems like, and, and one guy has to separate himself from everyone else. And it seems like after this combine, I don't think we three here at the table know which one that guy is that is separating himself. No, I think one separated themselves as far as the workout portion. Still questions, And then though. the other one, were, yeah, and he's got questions about the throwing and on yes. the film. Yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> C.J. Stroud, the you know, he won the, the quarterback portion of the combine. He won it, at least in my opinion. And there is a lot of good to see on film with – what Connor explained, some potential to grow in some areas that you go, wait, I've seen him do this. Mm-hmm. He just got to get better at it. Uh, so that'll be interesting. It will be the, throughout here. I think this is going to be one of the more interesting oh years ever for first quarterback, first pick of the draft, and yeah. us having no clue, maybe. The action never stops at BetMGM. You can sign up now using the bonus code SIMS. Your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. So say you bet on C.J. Stroud to be the number one pick. Okay. If you win, you will get $400, Ahmed. But if you lose, you will still get $100 worth of free bets. All you got to do is download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com. Enter the bonus code SIMS. Make your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. And with that, the debut episode on Unbuttoned with Connor Rogers, the first of many here to come. I'll tell you what. After this pod, I was optimistic before, but I will put our draft coverage... We're going to be on oh, it. We're going to be on it. It's going to be a powerhouse. It's a powerhouse. We're going to have Connor on you know, every now and then throughout Anytime. this draft process as I start to dive in more and more, and then you know, we'll be able to bounce things off each yeah. other. He can tell me how stupid I am in my evaluations, <laughs> right and I'll say, me. hey, there you are. You're yeah. stupid. Yeah. So yeah. we'll have some fun here. And that's the best thing about the draft and the combine and everything. Nobody, it, it, You're not going to be right about all these. <laughs> no, I've learned the hard way. Not. It doesn't go that you way. Know, you yeah. try to do your best to put it all together. You're saying you as in Connor, right? All of us, right? Like I always tell everybody, if Bill Belichick can fuck up a second round pick, then I can fuck up a draft evaluation too. So get off my back. But we'll be here. You know where to find us. We're going to continue the draft combine coverage. I'll continue to watch film there. Wednesday, we're back at it with Ask Me Anything. Going to be more free agency related. That's another little area I need to dive into too as we go here just to continue to research certain guys and prices I'm hearing and that's part of my life too so everybody subscribe rate review you know where to find us Connor you the man Dude, thanks well so done, much you, my welcome to the well squad Ahmed Fareed great to be you here. the man thanks for driving the ship yep. everybody peace out we'll see you Wednesday clap this is what it we up. do at the end we clap it up good job everyone well done Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? 
also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 